If I ever were to lose you, I would surely lose myself. Everything that I have found here, I have not found for myself. That's all you got. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love you, man. Hello and welcome to another episode of Post Game presented by Two Player Bros. I'm Mike. With me as always is Dave. Dave, how you doing today? Calling me Sleepy D today. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that sleepy attitude because we're covering a post game on one of the biggest games of the year. The Last of Us Part 2. It's past my bedtime. man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. What's up? What's going on? <laughs> nothing. I don't know. You you're, giving me no- you're giving me nothing in the intro. I gave you a sleepy D. <laughs> <laughs> you're sleepy. You're sleepy a lot D. of people appreciate my sleepy D, Mike. <laughs> you know, I think no one appreciates the sleepy D. All right. So <laughs> enough about your sleepy D. Let's get into this game. Whatever. <laughs> so I guess. First, let's go over our general opinions on the the game itself, because I know we haven't really talked much about. The only thing I know is you told me that I would like the game, and that's that's all I know. And it's very casual. You'll like it. Yeah, I think you'll like it. <laughs> did you like it? I did. I I don't have a lot of vitriol for them doing whatever they wanted with the story. It's not my story; it's their story, which we'll get into when we cover the story part of it. Um, the gameplay is still the same game overall, but they've added little bits and pieces that I, I quite enjoy in terms of gameplay wise. I really don't think there, there's a couple of things that they changed that I wasn't a huge fan of, but I think overall some of the additions to the gameplay, I, I really enjoyed and they were kind of subtle. Um, but no, overall I did, I did really enjoy it. It's not a masterpiece like some people are calling it and it's not, it's definitely very, very good. And it definitely doesn't deserve some of the hate it's getting on the other side, but I mean, I kind of expected you can't do a, a game like a sequel to a game like that without upsetting some folks. What did you think of it overall? Um, what what you were saying about like the online criticisms, like getting a lot of heat. Most of those criticisms are very undeserved. This game kind of sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't like it? Yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. Um, it's weird because I'm kind of like lost in the middle right now. I don't know how. I'm, how I feel about the game. I've been trying to unpack it for like three weeks. (laughs) Like every time I go online and I see like criticisms of the game, like what are you talking about? Like that's stupid. Everyone's criticizing the game for things like social justice warrior stances and decisions to do certain things with certain characters. And and like with all that stuff, I'm like, nah, (laughs) But, but the truth is like the game's just not very fun. I didn't enjoy the story. Um, it just wasn't for me. I'm kind of a man without a country right now, though. It's just somewhere in the middle. And I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold back the specifics, I guess, until <laughs> we get into it. But. Yeah. 
I guess we've been kind of vague right now. So I guess, as always, when we do the post games, you know, we should warn everybody. We're going to get deep into the story at some point into this. We're going to reveal spoilers. So if you have not played the game yet, if you care about what happens to the characters in the game, what happens in the story, turn back now, beat the game, come back to this episode. But if you don't care yeah. or you've beaten the game, come I'd, join us on our adventure. <laughs> I'd say just hang out even if you haven't finished it. It's, it's not really worth it, guys. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I figure let's do the same thing we did with the last of us part one. I think we did, uh, first we talked about the actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. Then we talked about the world a little bit and then we went into the characters and story from there. And I think that format worked pretty well. Yeah, I would agree. So you didn't like some of the gameplay. Let's, let's talk about what, before I go into what I did like, what, what didn't you like about the gameplay this time? Cause you oh, no, really I, liked the first last of us. So, well, I hated the gameplay in the first last of us. Go, you did say, okay, check yeah. our previous episode. <laughs> you did say you weren't a huge fan. The only thing good about the first Last of Us was the story. In this game, the only thing good about it is the gameplay. <laughs> did a complete 180 here. Uh, I think the gameplay in this game is fantastic. They obviously also during this episode, we're going to talk a lot about the first Last of Us, I imagine. A lot of you comparisons. Can't, yeah, to you can't not. Um, in the first one, we had lots of complaints about like the stupid water palette puzzles and the ladder puzzles and stuff. They were all boring and repetitive and overly used. None of that in this game. I think there's like one ladder puzzle <laughs> in the entire game. Yeah. I think right. Abby moves a plank over a boat once. Yeah. <laughs> um, they got rid of all of that. They added the biggest thing that they added the prone mechanic, which completely changes the way the game plays. Mm-hmm. I think just like sneaking and the stealth in this game, it's right up there with any of the best stealth games I've ever played in terms of like feel there's no better feeling than just like lying in a tuft of tall grass and bowing people down with your bow and arrow, or your crossbow. It's really, really satisfying in that sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. What, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I really like the prone mechanic. I really enjoy, you know, the additions to stealth, the bow and arrow is, was fun in the last game. It's fun in this game. The crossbow is awesome. The shooting mechanic, the swaying that we complained about in the last episode for the first Last of Us. Uh, and this one, you can still fix the sway and kind of lower the sway, but it's never like a cra- it's not a crazy amount right from the start. It's it's pretty reasonable. The weapon upgrades are all really cool. The weapons all feel great. My uh, I love the melee system as well. I think the melee system just it's a little bit more. It's not a ton expanded. It's not like this crazy complicated thing, but just the addition of the dodge. Uh, gives a little give and take to the game that I really enjoyed in terms of the melee. See, the, the actual like fighting mechanics, I don't love. Really, it's the stealth that sold me on the gameplay aspects of this game. I don't think Naughty Dog... Sh- shooting never feels good in a Naughty Dog game. That's what I have came to that conclusion at this point. I don't like how it feels in Uncharted. I don't like how it feels in The First Last of Us. This is probably the best it's ever been from them, but it still doesn't feel as precise as I want to feel when I'm when I'm using guns and the melee in this game I know it's the same thing as the first last of us but like during this game I just felt like it was more than ever it was just press square press square press square like I'm just slamming square for so long <laughs> it's just a lot of pressing square and the dodge mechanic should be a great addition but without like a lock on feature it just felt really clunky most of the time. I often found myself like dodging past an enemy and like ending up with my back to them or like 
completely like disoriented from where I ended up after the dodge. Um, that happened to me a couple of times, but I found it less problematic than in the first game. In the first game, there were also a lot of views where I lost my character and I was just pressing the, the melee button, hoping to get back to a view where I knew where Joel was. And this one, I don't, at least I never lost my character. But I would agree, a lock-on system when you're meleeing would be really nice. Mm. Or at least like, just when you go for the dodge, have it like do some sort of like keep attention on that person while you're dodging. Mm-hmm. Like keep attention on your closest enemy while dodging or something. At least uh, it does go a little slower when you're dodging. Time seems to slow down just a tad. I, was, I, just, I just felt like I was constantly ended up back-to-back with the guy like I was getting ready for a duel. <laughs> the, the two main issues in terms of just gameplay-wise of controlling your characters and stuff is the cover system in the game is very intuitive. It just kind of, they hide against the wall if you're against the wall, kind of. But I found myself always facing the wrong way if I was on a corner. Like, I want to look over, if I'm at a corner that has a left opening, Ellie or Abby are always facing right. Yeah, And that, that really pissed me off and was hard to correct. That was an issue with the last one, too. Like, the system is pretty intuitive, but it does always just feel a little bit off. I like that you don't have to do anything to really get into cover, but I wish once you were in it, you had a way to like more directly control your angles and stuff. Like you can like flip shoulder and stuff, but it's it always feels clunky when you're doing it when you're trying to like change your positions. Yeah. So I, I agree with you there. So that that kind of messed me up a couple times. And then a couple times in this game where I think in the last episode when we did The Last of Us, I complained that occasionally Ellie would get in my way. In this, there were a couple of times where like Dina or Jesse would push me out of cover. And <laughs> that kind of really pissed me off. Like, not just like you're in my way, get out of my, that's where I want to go. They actually actively pushed me out of cover. And I don't think they ever found me when they did it, but I, they could have, Dave. Never happened. Why are you telling people who's, who's, their, who's in your squad, man? Spoilers. I already gave the spoiler warning. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then you said, don't even worry about it. Just, but still, like, try to keep. Try to keep the dirty stuff for later. (laughs) (laughs) The other issue I had would be with the, I don't know, the sense mode, the the Batman sense. I don't know what they call it. Listen mode. Listen mode. Listen mode. I I wasn't a huge fan of listen mode in this game. I thought it was pretty much useless. You had to get so close. Everyone was a blur. Even when you upgraded it, it just didn't seem that great in this game. Which makes it a lot harder, I guess. But also, fuck listen mode then. It was, it was always stupid. It was definitely really bad at, like, at the early stages of it. Once I upgraded it, I felt like it was pretty good. They added the, the new stalker enemy, though, which did not appear in listen mode. And I did not enjoy those motherfuckers. <laughs> I didn't mind the stalkers that much unless they were swarming you. Well, Because they always peek at you like, hey, hey. They always give you like a good 10 to 15 seconds to go, fuck you, dude. Yeah, I can never see them, though. Like after the first time that they appeared, after that first encounter with them, I said, all right, I have a strategy. And from that point forward, it was just run full speed through the room and attract every stalker and then shotgun them all down. <laughs> I, I couldn't deal with the stress of like, is there one over there? Is there one over there? I would literally just make a bunch of noise and, and bait them in. I had to, I had to break the system. <laughs> Whatever works for you, I guess. I mean, I, there were definitely a couple of times where I had to do that. I was just like, well, screw it. I got caught. I didn't like the God, the shamblers. Yeah. I never I didn't understand their weaknesses. Like at first when I first met them, I was pretty sure they couldn't see me and they were quite a bit like the the clickers. Mm-hmm. And then I got to another location where I was in a basement and they were coming down some stairs. 
And that motherfucker saw me and rammed me. So from then on, I was like, okay, well, I can't. I didn't want to cross their sight lines. But I was never sure if they could see or not see. I was very unsure of their way of detecting you. I don't I know if you figured them out. <laughs> I don't know, actually. I just know when I saw a shambler, I shotgunned them. Because <laughs> I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I thought they were cool additions, though. Yeah, the uh, Something about the infected was way more stressful this time around than it was last time. Maybe it's just like the environments or the way the enemies work themselves. But like, I often found myself getting really like, really anxious in all the skeleton encounters in the with the infected that I often just found myself saying, I have enough resources. I just need to go balls to the wall here because <laughs> I can't deal with the stress of trying to sneak through this area. <laughs> uh, I would I would agree. They did seem a little tougher. I think it was the addition of just it was so many more clickers. So many more stalkers. So many. There's only, actually not that many bloaters in this game. There's what one, two? I don't. I don't know the number, but there's definitely one I remember. Yeah. But, but you got a ton of the shamblers. Uh, stalkers appear all over the place. You know, just it's it's a lot more. And I think there's a lot more opportunity there for them to see you. And you're not Joel this time. You're Ellie, and she is quicker, but she is not as strong when it comes down. Once they're hitting you and you're meleeing them, you're right. It probably it's probably what you don't like is she doesn't smash heads as quick as Joel did. Slash, 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 <laughs> slash, slash. So I think in that in that regard, it is a little bit more stressful. And I think the environments are also, it's a much darker game in terms yeah. of you go into buildings and they are dark. <laughs> they are very, very dark. I, I wasn't sure if that was the game or if it was just my new TV with the uh, with HDR, which I know changes lighting pretty dramatically, right? Mm-hmm. Your blacks are way more black in HDR. At least I think that's what's happening. <laughs> Um, I'm sure you saw a lot of that, but no, I mean, it, it was, it was dark in general. Mm-hmm. Some of the areas though were like super pretty. <laughs> this is one of the most graphically impressive games and animation wise as well. Just super, super, super impressive. This is the first game where I've been like there, th- this game needs a photo mode <laughs> and it does have one, but it's like, wow. See, I would never use a photo mode, but the thing you said about the animations is so true. Like, I am just shocked at how many animations there are. It seems like from whatever position you're in at any time, whatever you're doing, like your fluid, whatever happens next, is going to happen fluidly. Mm-hmm. Like falling off ladders onto your back or getting shotgunned onto your back. When you get knocked down and you just able to pull your gun out from the ground. Oh, I love that. It, yeah. It feels so good and feels so natural. You get knocked off a ladder. Same thing. Like you're on the back on your back and you're able to pull the gun out. It, it feels really, really, really good. And again, just so fluid, like the rope animation is insane. I, the ropes. I don't understand why they wasted all their time animating it, but I love it. Yeah, the rope stuff is really cool. Uh, you saw a couple of my videos that I sent to you of me just shattering glass. <laughs> you did love the glass. You know, I take back what I said about not playing this game, guys. Just break play it glass. and just break some glass. It's so satisfying. This Just the stiffness of your shot against the glass. <laughs> And then just like the sound effect itself is the perfect glass shatter sound second to Stone Cold Steve Austin, maybe (laughs) just the way it breaks, the way there's like this slight delay and then all the pieces just shatter and and shower over the floor. So good. (laughs) They they knew what they had because there's so many moments where you have to break glass. So they they knew they had something going on there. There's this one door you walk up to and it's locked. You can't get in. But then you look and you're like, oh, wait, there's a glass door. (laughs) (laughs) 
one of my favorite moments is one where you have to break glass a glass roof in order to also then throw the rope so it's like oh, yeah. a double animation kind of thing mm-hmm. uh but even this the plants the way the plants reflect the sunlight through the leaves and even the cordyceps now like the clickers have all that fungal growth on the top of their head when it hits the light just right you can see it like a red light like their transparency like if you put a flashlight up to your finger mm. and it's just like that is amazing yeah the level of detail is really astounding and we're playing on the base ps4s too so i wonder how much better it looks or how much smoother it looks on the pro Ugh, i can't imagine can't imagine i would probably if this game came out for playstation 5 like a remastered version mm-hmm. i would absolutely buy that and like see how much better they could make it because like you mentioned to me when you mentioned that you don't know how much better next gen could get after this game and you're you're absolutely right this game is astounding it's definitely the benchmark for graphics at this point do you think final fantasy looked better like if you take it's it, i think the character models in final fantasy look better but the backgrounds and everything it's not even close last of us looks way better yeah the character models in final fantasy were super impressive but they were also slightly hyper realistic mm-hmm. so i think they could get away with maybe slightly less detail in places than last of us had but yeah final fantasy also really good character models but i mean the animation in like ellie's face and stuff if you ever took somebody stealth-wise and looked at her turn the camera around to see her face and her lips like actually pursing and moving in as she was thinking about the kill and stuff just it's amazing yeah no i i would say it's the the most like artistically good-looking game uh, on the console or that I've ever played. It is absolutely that. Some of the environments like the when you're in the the basement, I don't like not the basement hotel, you're in the subway tunnels after the hospital. Mm-hmm. And there's all like the red light and the mist and everything. It's like holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> that was super impressive. That's actually one of my favorite moments of the game. It's actually right after the TV station. What did I say? You said the the hospital. Oh, yeah, my bad. Which my also bad. has a red light. That's why their basement of the hospital has a red light. Well. Yeah, but that's not what I was. I was thinking of I the TV station one. But the TV station has, that was another, that's another issue I have with this game a little bit, is it gives you a little bit of what we were talking about with Left Behind, the ability to put the, face the infected along with your human enemies. But mm-hmm. they did, I don't think they did it enough. They were still very much like, this is an infected section. This is a human section. Like, I hear you, but... The humans have done everything they can to stay away from the infected. So it's it's not like infected aren't squirrels walking down the street, you know, like I get that. I just would have liked there, a couple more moments. There, I think there's enough. There's what, maybe three or four moments like that. Yeah. The TV station was by far my favorite moment because mm-hmm. I stealth killed everyone in the TV station, which was super fun to do. Went down to the subway tunnel, went into one of the br- broken subways, threw a brick toward clickers. And I just watched. <laughs> I literally killed no one in that entire subway sequence other than the one clicker you have to kill to get through the door. And I was always like, that's a fun game. That's really fun. Yeah, I was. I was really blown away by all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple set pieces in this game that are just like. Insane, like the horseback stuff towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And that entire section is just. Really, really just impressive. And everything's on fire. And... Yeah, that's that's my favorite part of the game. I don't know if we if I should talk about it specifically right now because it gets kind of spoilery. We can hold it for later. Okay. Yeah, we'll circle back to it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, just beautiful. Or just <laughs> even just in Jackson at the beginning, like 
just as Joel like coming up to the city on the horse and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yep. It's just the mountain ranges and everything. It's just beautiful. And the game does an incredible job at. Again, this is also something I think they learned a little bit from The Last of Us is combining a lot of these moments of fun, just kind of like it could be cinema sequence type stuff, but putting it within the game, like the snowball fight and all that, just mm-hmm. making fun stuff part of the gameplay and kind of teaching you moments of the game. Whereas with Left Behind, I sometimes felt like I would rather have just watched Left Behind as a movie. Mm-hmm. In this, I... I think it was a better job at letting you participate and feeling like you were part of the action as well. Yeah. 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 Like I loved all the flashback sequences with like going to the uh, museum. So what did you think about the upgrade system in this game? Um, I didn't think it was particularly important, but it was interesting enough. Like, honestly, I haven't played the game in three weeks and I don't really remember it. So it didn't leave a lasting impact on me. That's for sure. Now, I'm not 100% because even though we only played the game like a month or two ago, the last one, <laughs> the first Last of Us, the upgrade system in this seems so scattered. Even like you have to get the training manuals, which is weird. Even though it's hard to miss them, you can still miss them. And when you do the levels of like, all right, here's where you got, you're gonna, your gun, and now it's health packs, and now it's listen mode, and now you're back to ammo, it just seems so scattered that it's really hard for you to make the character you want to. If, like if I focus on stealth, I just want that listen mode upgrade. I don't I don't want to have to get my health packs. I didn't care about my health that much. Most of the time I died, it was because I got one-shotted by a clicker eating my throat or something. Mm-hmm. But yet you had to get that upgraded to get to the listen mode upgrade or the upgrade you wanted, which I thought I wasn't a big fan of. I think they were just trying to make them more realistic. Like, this is what you would learn from this book, even if it isn't what you wanted, you know? I guess it's like these are combat survival. These, like I don't even remember what they were, but it was like you know, it was like combat hunting, combat again. <laughs> it was like a Fedra. One of them was like the uh, the government guide on how to survive and stuff. Yeah, so they were more. Like, it was just more like you found survival books about like specific professions, not so much. Here's how to stay healthy. Here's how to be sneaky. <laughs> Here's how to shoot guns. Um. I didn't really think much of it, but I, I agree with you that it is kind of weird that I remember there was like something that was the third tier down that I wanted. So I was like, I guess I have to get everything before this. Yeah. Um, even though I didn't necessarily want it. But. Most of the time I, I took forever to upgrade Ellie with that because I was just like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm just going to save up all my pills until I can get the ones I want. So it wasn't until toward the end of the game that I actually, there were a couple upgrades I got along the way, but most of the upgrades I got were toward the end of the game. Cause I was just like, all right, I guess I have enough now. Yeah. So once again, Dave, I did not use Molotovs in this game. Not even once. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're like this. I didn't think about it toward the end of the game, and I was just like, I didn't use Molotovs again. I bet Dave used a lot of Molotovs. <laughs> I did. I did use a lot of the um, the mines, though, the trip mines, which I didn't use much of in the last game either. I don't think I used any of them. I like that Ellie had the knife. Yeah, know, the- we got rid of the shivs opening the doors and shit. Yeah, the knife, the knife was definitely cool i like what was it there was something you could do like uh oh if you quick throw a brick at someone and then press square you would like dive it do like a lash out at them i'll do the strike yeah and like but like a one shot kill on them you know so it was just like brick to the face uh stab to the head stab to the neck yeah and it was over um there's a lot of cool stuff with that oh i don't know i don't know i, I liked it i just like not having to 
I mean, later in the game, you worry about shivs a little bit more, but it's never as... In the last game, I like I could care less about shivs. Yeah, you didn't. So I'm glad that Ellie had a knife. It just made more sense. Plus, she had the knife in the first game, so I'm glad it carried over into this game. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I also <laughs> liked that um, you get the flamethrower again in this game, but you actually get to use it a little bit, whereas the last game I found myself using it one time, and that was it. I don't think I used it. It was a lot of fun. I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember if I did or not. Oh, I might have, actually, yeah. You might, you might have had to against um, one of the bigger characters you fight later on. But yeah. yeah you I have remember. to use it a little bit past that, too, which I like. I can't think if there's any other extra gameplay. There, there are some moments where you get to use the kind of environment against your enemies a little bit more because the areas are a little bit bigger, which I enjoyed being able to kind of spook them from one end and move far away and then take out your, like, sniper rifle and then take them out once they're already freaked out. I enjoyed that part of these, the largeness of the areas. Yeah, you're able to be more sneaky in this game than in previous games. Like, in previous games, once in the previous game, once you alerted the enemy that was pretty much it like it was stealthy until it wasn't and then it was time to kill everybody in this game it felt like even if you messed up and broke stealth you were able to kind of like the areas were big enough to where you can kind of escape and evade them and they'd Mm kind of be on high alert or whatever but they wouldn't be charging right at you yeah i remember in in the last game it was like that a lot where like i'd break stealth they'd know i was there i'd kill the person then i'd try to hide but it didn't matter if i tried to hide they were coming for me. You know, there, <laughs> there was no hiding. Yeah. Um, so I did like that you were able to re-engage stealth after you messed up. I didn't, um, one thing we kind of glossed over, I didn't like towards the beginning of the game where it felt like it was going to be really open world. That's what I was just about to bring up. Yep. So yeah, you start the game on the horse and everything and like you're like wandering around this like huge open area. And at that point I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this game at all. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the same thing. Um, But then once it kind of tightens up a bit, uh, it becomes way more enjoyable for me. I I really like this game as a linear story. You know, I don't, I don't want to explore a giant open world of the last of us. No. And I guess originally, uh, Neil Druckmann originally imagined a much more open world last of us where you spend a lot more time in Jackson, a lot more time in a, a much more open world Seattle. And I'm glad that that version of the game did not come to pass because I love, I, I very much, I'm not like, I, I love the gameplay in this game. I will agree with the shooting. It would suck as an open world game. And it kind of does at the first couple hours of the game. I did not enjoy my time in Seattle day one. Agreed. Yeah. But once it's, the more open linear levels are fun. Like a slightly larger version of Last of Us is a fun game. Yeah, like um, the area towards the end, I think is fantastic. The village, mm-hmm. um, and then what's the city? What's the like the suburb place you go to called like Hillcrest or something like that? Hillcrest is really cool. Yeah, that's like the perfect size. Like it felt really good exploring those areas. Going through the houses while you're fighting about twenty five guys, so you have enough guys where you can really engage. Go back, go through another house, and hide again. That could, was fun. Could you kill everyone in Hillcrest? Was there an end, or did they just keep coming? No, they it would end. It ends. See, I, I just kept killing people, and eventually I was like, I'm going to keep pressing forward because it doesn't seem like they're going to stop coming. Oh, yeah, it ends. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I really didn't like about this game is the addition of the dogs. Yeah, I don't ever want to have to kill dogs. It's really messed up. They didn't need them in the first game. They didn't need them in this game. They didn't. And I went on 
media blackout in this game. And you know, you know that beforehand. All I knew was that you played as Ellie and it was a game about hate. That's yeah. all I knew about going about Last of Us going in. I didn't watch much gameplay either, so I didn't know anything about dogs or anything. But someone uh, I thought it was you, but maybe it was someone at work told me that you have to kill dogs in the game. No, I'm sorry. They told me that there were rumors you had to kill dogs in the game. <laughs> um, but they said that Neil Druckmann had came out and said, don't worry, you don't have to kill dogs in the game. So when I had to kill dogs in the game, I was pretty off put by it. Yeah. It's and not, especially it's the way good. you have to kill some of the dogs in the game. Like it doesn't add anything. It's just, it's cruel to be cruel, you know, like they're and not, not cruel for your character to be cruel in the world, but like the last of us is trying to be cruel to you. And that's where a lot of my issues with the game come in is not so much the way they're not so much the story they're trying to tell, but the way they're trying to tell it, where they're trying to punish you as a player as much as they're trying to punish the characters in the game, you know? I would agree, yeah. yeah. The dogs are really like, they prefer, oh, if you go into your listen mode, you can see the line of them hunting you down. Does they, not work. They, it, does, it doesn't work <laughs> at all, and they barely hunt you down. All you're doing is killing fodder. Like, just give me the people. I don't need the dogs. <laughs> and then later on, when there's like a twist, and then you just find out stuff, and it's just like, it makes me feel even more shitty. And it's just like, that's a terrible addition to the game. The dog was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm actually surprised they didn't tell you the dog was pregnant. Like oh my based God. on the way I, this game yeah. was going. <laughs> that could that was gonna happen. <laughs> if, uh. if the game was five more hours long, there would have been a pregnant dog that you had to kill. <laughs> I think that's all I got gameplay wise. So let's get into the story. Cool. So at this point, we're probably gonna talk about a lot of the criticism to the game and some of the things that happen in the story. So again, I don't care if you haven't played the game. You don't need to. But I'm not telling if, you you have to. If you're thinking about playing the game, you should leave now, I guess. <laughs> or not. I Unless this is what makes you decide to or not play the game. <sighs> Unless we're your make or break, because that, that's impressive. No, I, and we don't deserve that. <laughs> it, would, it would be very strange to hear what we're going to talk about now <laughs> and go, oh, you know what? That does sound like a fun experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is not a fun game. <laughs> uh. But yeah, there you go. So let's talk about the story and the characters and all that fun stuff. All right. You, you tell me what you want to start with. I don't really know where to go. I've always wanted a briefcase handcuffed to my wrist. That's a Mitch Hedberg joke. That is the full joke. I saw a human pyramid once. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> Guy was a legend. <laughs> Anyway, so The Last of Us Part 2 starts out with the story that you and I really didn't want them to tell, which is the continuing story of Ellie and Joel. I wish my apartment was infested with koala bears. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. We didn't need the story. Neil Druckmann said that. I like that to do a roundabout AIDS <laughs> test. I say, hey, Mike, you know anybody with AIDS? No. Cool. Because you know me. <laughs> So Neil Druckmann has said about the game that a lot of people told him not to do a Last of Us 2 with Ellie and Joel, not to continue their story. So it wasn't just us. He said he heard that a lot. And he said to not do so, especially after so many people told him not to, would have been the coward's way out, which I guess is kind of true. I, well, I remember in the last episode, we were talking about where we think The Last of Us Part 2 would go. Mm -hmm. I was very clear right off the bat, if they made a second one with Ellie and Joel, 
they had to address the lie at the end of the game. You were saying like, oh, they could just avoid it. And I was really glad they didn't. I was so happy when the game opens up and they're like, Joel's explaining to Tommy about the lie, about what he did. Well, um, it wasn't so much that the lie, the lie would obviously dro- drove the wedge between them. If you're going to have them, that wedge has to be there and has to be part of their story. I just didn't want her to find out or that to deal with the ramifications of it as much. Which which this I, game does, kind of. She does second. That is, I never thought about that. She's not really dealing with the ramifications of the lie. She's dealing with the ramifications of yeah. What was so? Yeah, like I don't know. I I, I like the way they handled it in this game. Do no, I still do they? Should they have still done a Joel and Ellie story? No, I think the second part of this story is much more interesting than the Ellie story, personally. But I get that they're yin and yang, so you have to. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy the fact that we get that repercussions of the repercussions of the lie over time as we're playing this game. The game does not focus on that. You get to see snippets of it as you go. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so obviously the big spoiler, you know, <laughs> Joel dies super early. Super early. And I I did really like that you don't really know how they left things and like as the game progresses, it's like, here's a little bit of what their relationship was prior to this. Here's a little bit more. Here's a little bit more. Here's a little bit more until it finally ends. And it's like, this is, you have the, basically the full scope of everything that happened between them over right. the course of the last five years, at least the major moments. Which was very, very well done. It was. It was. Um, that's one of my big problems with the game, though, is like, as much as I, as much as I liked those moments, the pacing of the game was just like god awful. The game like, feels way longer than it is. Yeah, like I'd be playing and I'd be really into what's happening, and then you go into these flashbacks, and like I really like what ha- what's happening in the flashback. I'm really interested in what's going on, but I can't stop thinking about like I just want to continue I just the story. Continue the story. I want to keep playing. Like, and I don't know that puts them in a really difficult spot because. If you cut those flashbacks out, like if you got rid of the museum, I I might not even like this game. Like I I love no. I loved the flashbacks. Right. If you cut out but the museum, you don't have the game starts the first Last of Us. You kind of get the feeling, okay, Joel sees Ellie as this makeshift daughter, but in a really weird kind of sad way. Mm-hmm. And this game presents them as Ellie needs a dad too. Joel has actually found a daughter almost. Mm-hmm. And then obviously then it degenerates and then it continues on from there again. But yeah, if you didn't have those moments, her need for revenge and her need for vengeance would feel, or the obsession that it gets goes to the limits that it goes to would feel totally undeserved. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just sucks for the position that they were in because I mean, I guess critically it's been lauded but I feel like it was like a, a lose-lose for them in that situation. I, I don't understand how the critics don't... I read probably 10 reviews in this game after I was done. Nobody's talking about how terrible the pacing in this game is. <laughs> and it's terrible. <laughs> I think a lot of critics are looking at it in terms of story-wise and the topics that they're introduced to and what they're exploring and how they explore it is commendable. It's amazing. This, the overall theme and topics and story is great. But you're also you've uh, you're playing a game, an action game, an action stealth game. 
and you keep breaking up these moments of of gameplay with these long overdrawn not overdrawn because they're all amazing these long moments of of pauses within the action when you've just been given action yeah it, it's it's tough because like you just said and we're just kind of beating a, like a dead horse at this point <laughs> without those scenes you can't have this game and but the game suffers because of these scenes yeah it, and it is a shitty situation <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, sucks. Because <laughs> then you get if you did it like all separate. Let's say you did it all at the end or all at the beginning or all the big chunks in the middle. You would have a left behind situation where it's. I would rather just watch this mm-hmm. again later on as a movie or before the game came out. So, let's just get off of that because we're just gonna go <laughs> around in circles. I got you. <laughs> so, what did you think about the beginning? Let's just talk about like maybe the beginning of the, the beginning. Story sure. While you're in Jackson, where you're jumping between Joel, Ellie, and Abby. What did you think of the opening of the game? I love, I love the opening, opening where Jules got the guitar going, and you know it's for, it's gonna be for Ellie, mm-hmm. and he's telling Tommy everything, yeah. and I love that Tommy is completely silent through the whole thing and doesn't tell you what he thinks till he gets back, and then he tells Joel exactly what I'm sure most of the people who played The Last of Us Part One would say. I can't say it was the right thing to do, but I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's true. It, as much as you say, Joel is absolutely the antagonist of the last game almost. Um, and he is a villain. And I would even say when he gets uh, captured by Abby and tortured and stuff, he deserves it. You can't say he doesn't. They're kind of right. Yeah. Maybe not to the extent they do it. Maybe <laughs> just get him. <laughs> but he does deserve it. But at the same time, you can't help but feel a little bad for him because, A, you start to see over the course of the game, you start to see what he became for Ellie. But also, he's put in this position where what what would you have done? And it, it's it kind of it's a shitty position. It sucks, but I do think he got what he deserved. I didn't feel that bad for him when he got killed. I kind of felt bad Ellie had to see it, but I was just like, "Yep, all right." <laughs> I did think they did a pretty bad job at Abby going. He's there. I know he's there. It's like you know they're killing Joel, even though the trailers tried to make you think Ellie was after revenge for some other reason. Yeah, no, she's killing Joel right from the get. Yeah, again, media blackout, so I didn't know anything about this game going in. Other than the fact that you played as Ellie, and it was a game <laughs> about hate. So I wonder if the media blackout that I went with on this game actually hurt my experience with the game, because I know that they try to like manipulate trailers and stuff. Apparently, I found out after the fact to make it look like Joel was a bigger part of the game like later on and stuff. Yeah, the, the teaser for the game, which is one of the only things I had seen, she's surrounded by dead bodies playing the guitar. Joel enters the house she's playing in and says, I'm going to kill them all. And Joel's like, what? <laughs> but in the real game, that's why she's killing them all is because he's dead. Well, I, I saw in one of the trailers I watched after the fact, they also replaced Jesse with Joel in uh, a piece. When, when you run into Joel in Hillcrest. Oh, did they? When you run into Jesse in Hillcrest, it's that exact scene, but it's Joel there. And she's like, what the hell are you doing here or whatever? I kind of want to watch it. I, didn't, yeah. I had never seen that I don't one. know if it was a trailer or if it was gameplay, but it was. I found it online. I, I watched it with Joel there. The only gameplay thing I saw was there was one thing I saw where it was basically the Abby scene where she starts to get hung. And I can't remember if it was Ellie or Abby in that scene. And I, I they might have replaced Abby with Ellie. No, no, that was that was uh, I saw that afterwards. That that was Abby. Was um, it? OK, because I guess it was so long a, ago, a big rumor going in was that this game might have to do something with uh, Ellie's mom. And it was rumored that that might be Ellie's mom when no one had any idea what the game was. Gotcha. I was trying to look at like. <laughs> trying to figure out where all the criticisms and everything were coming from going in. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so 
so yeah, I was expecting Joel to die. So like as soon as they go, you know, you think he's in there? It's like, yeah, well, okay, they're <laughs> they're going after Joel. Um I I really don't understand all the criticisms about Joel being killed off because again, he he deserves it. And it felt like it was like an earned moment. Like it it didn't feel like they were like, all right, now let's kill Joel. Like I thought they did it in a way where at the end of The Last of Us One, Joel does something terrible. And as it's happening, I go, I don't like this, but I understand it. And at the beginning of this game, that's the same thing. I mean, like, I don't like seeing this happen, but I understand it. It makes sense in this world, the story they're trying to tell. You know, you reap what you sow and he gets what he gets, yeah. you know? Which is what all the people that Abby, all of the ex-Fireflies that Abby surrounds herself with say to her. Like, you, you did something bad. <laughs> it was fucked up. He deserved it. Well, you probably shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but you understand why she did what she did. Absolutely. You know? And yeah. I can't put it past her for doing what she did either. So I, I don't understand this. these criticisms the game is getting for that. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you, you can't just be like, oh, I love Joel, so I'm mad he died. Like, if it's true to their world, fucking deal with it. You know, it's not our story to tell. It's theirs. I feel like that's a lot of... I mean, I get why people don't like the last season of Game of Thrones. I don't want to get too into that. But a lot of people, the reasons they give me for not liking it are totally unrealistic. It's like you're creating a story in your head that's not the story that's being told to you. You know, some people are bad. Some people, the decisions some characters made were not good. Joel made terrible decisions. You, you're looking at him through rose-colored glasses where just because you're playing as him doesn't make him the good guy. Do you play Grand Theft Auto and go, <laughs> yo, they're, they're doing the right thing? Like, uh, no. You know, you evoked Game of Thrones. I don't want to so get too far into we, it, but we're not going to go there. But I'm just going to say the reason Game of Thrones seven and eight suck. I is, mean, you probably have these reasons. Is because of just the time lapses. That's the only reason it sucks. And, right. And the decision at the very end feels like it comes out of nowhere. Like even if you go back and rewatch the show, it still feels like it comes out of nowhere. I don't care what people try to say about. Oh no, it was seeded. Like no, it wasn't. It was. It was just a harsh turn because they they didn't know how to do it smoothly. So they're like, all right. Bells ring, it's over. <laughs> like everyone dies. Oh, that, um, if that's the decision you're talking about, that's wrong. But that's fine. <laughs> but you can have your own opinion about that. But you can't just say like, like people who are like, no, so and so had to end up together. This person had to. It's like, yeah, are you the, watching the? No. Yeah. Oh. But it's also it's you're not your story to tell. If you say that's not the story that should like that's not the story should have gone. You're not the writer and creator <laughs> of it. Fuck you. Yeah, it's it's weird how people think they have ownership over characters like that and. It's always off putting me like, yeah, I get upset when things happen to characters that I don't want to happen to them. Yeah. But that's just part of trying to tell a compelling stories, you know, making me feel things. We'll get into it in a little bit as we go on with the game. At some point, it feels like they're just trying to abuse you and I do not appreciate <laughs> it any longer. Um, but up until this moment, I'm I'm on board with the game. The inciting incident totally works. I I love when. Joel gets into the house and they introduce themselves and like that whole room just goes dead. Yep. Like and everyone's staring and like everyone catches the vibe and Joel's like, y'all act like you heard of us. <laughs> and then it's, then it's fucking on. Oh yeah. And that's another criticism people are having. Like, why would Joel trust her so quick? It's like, Joel's part of a community again. Like, yeah, he's, for five years now, he's and, and in not, charge of protecting probably a thousand people. And not even that, like, 
it all happened so quick. Like he sees this girl, his daughter's age about to get killed by zombies. He's like, well, we should save her. She's, she's not a zombie. So yeah, it is one girl. Let's help her out and then figure it out from there. You know? Yep. Um, and you could tell like as soon as Joel walks into that room, he realizes he let his guard down. He realizes he fucked up and he goes right back to being the Joel that, you know, you get in the first game, the just say whatever you have, say whatever speech you have rehearsed and let's get, get this over yep. with, you know, like, and he knows, he, like he knows he fucked up. So I don't get why there's all this criticism about he wouldn't do that. Like it doesn't. Yeah. He would, ab- he would absolutely, he killed the entire rest of the army trying to free America. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not the best. Uh, well, that, well, that's what the criticism is, is that he did do all that stuff that he wouldn't have trusted this girl the way he did. But I, I yeah, he's also not a villain. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it seems like just a natural progression of the events that are going on. Like, it, it seems like it's what would happen. But Absolutely. Um, after he dies and you're exploring Jackson, you're going into this house. That was one of my favorite parts of the game is just exploring Joel's house after he passes away. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I, I love going into specifics about it, but you just get to see what his life was like the last five years and through a very simple, very classy way. Yeah. I liked Ellie's turn. I like Ellie's Ellie's character, I think, from that moment on. Just those hints of Joel that you see in her. Like maybe some things that maybe she would have been better off without Joel that had gotten <laughs> into her are definitely <laughs> present. And I really like that. Like everything she does from that moment on is like, that the spirit of Joel kind of inhabits her. And like she becomes this this force that yeah, Joel used to be. It's not even that it inhabits her, it's that she's actively trying to honor Joel by being like Joel. You know, it it's not like these are her it's not even like they're her instincts. It's not like she's like, oh, this is how I was taught to do it. It's literally like her going, like, what would Joel do in this moment? And her trying to replicate him in that way. Yep. So it's just very strange, but also interesting yeah because you can see in some of the cinematics after you do some of this stuff like that it deeply affects her okay so i i haven't played the game in three weeks and i'm a little fuzzy on all the events and <laughs> so where do we go next what's the next like big moment to talk about or what i guess do you want to let's talk about dina before we go into seattle sure because do you want to talk about dina, dina and the character and yeah, their relationship? Let's, let's go with dina yeah and their relationship i absolutely loved it like i think what's what's her name uh shana woody or woodley or something like that Whoever the voice actresses. Is that Shane Leawood? Hold on, I have it up on the tab. Shannon Woodward played Dina. Shannon Woodward, okay. Okay. Oh, did I name the Hollywood actress? The... Yes. <laughs> That's fine. What was she in? Uh, she was in the Divergent series. Divergent she was in Snowden. Yeah. yeah, not who I'm trying to think of. But, <laughs> but she, she absolutely crushed it. Their relationship was so well done. I loved during the moments with Dina, like how even though you see ellie as like this really like hardened violent person you can see she's still just like an awkward teen during all of her interactions with dina yep you know she is like this shy introvert who doesn't really know like how to express herself like the dina trying to flirt with her towards the beginning like it's just it's excellent yeah dina is very secure in who she is but i also like that dina comes from a different world like dina is probably like the most like confident character i've ever seen in a video game (laughs) (laughs) Dina comes from, like, I know she says she's killed before when you get into Seattle, but she really seems like she's the embodiment of Jackson, like that she has lived with people and she's been able to trust and 
all these things that Ellie really, other than Joel, has never been able to do. Well, she's she's. I know we learned that she has never been part of like a quarantine zone. She's she's never lived like under that sort of oppression. The regime, yeah, of, of a quarantine zone. So like, she just has to be confident and has to be strong to survive. But she also has like that strong community sense and everything. Her commitment to Ellie is also admirable, but maybe a little crazy. <laughs> I, I will say, once you find out that Dina is pregnant, I was like, get, get the fuck out of there, girl. Ellie's going to fuck you up. Yeah, when, at, that's the first moment where I was like, well, what do we, where do we go from here? But I still understood it because I'm like, but also Tommy's here in Seattle somewhere. Like, they can't just they leave, can't just leave that Right, point. yeah. I think they do the right thing where it's like, okay, you're going you're gonna to chill here. I'm going to continue the mission because we can't just, we can't go back without Tommy, you know? Right. So I, I understood why she stayed at that point. So I, I didn't think that was like out of character or anything. Um, I liked how they solved the issue, but yeah, but Ellie's Ellie's continued. Uh, man, maybe it's just, it's, t- it's totally within character. Maybe it just upsets me that that's the decision that was made, <laughs> but yes, it is still within character of, I still need to get Tommy. We still need to take revenge. I'm still with you. I get that. And she loves Ellie and she like, what are you going to do? Abandon Ellie when she needs somebody. Yeah. And I get, have her get killed. I get that. Yeah. It- up to still up until this point, I feel like we're doing well storytelling wise. You know, I'm not super into the story at this point. Like I'm doing the whole Elliot portion of the game. I was never really like super invested in what was happening, but I did like the characters and what they were. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I, I think was, that the theme Ellie's need for revenge is while it's what Joel would have done. It's not what Joel would have wanted. So while the entire time you're playing through it, it's still like Ellie, but wouldn't don't you understand what Joel's been trying to protect <laughs> you the entire thing? And you're just going to throw your life away when everyone he murdered and killed for for you and bring you to Jackson and protecting Jackson. He didn't give a shit about anybody else. Probably not even Tommy. He cared about giving you this life in Jackson. And then she goes off past Jackson to get her throw her life away. And I think that's what made me a little upset and like why I didn't necessarily I understood the game and I got what I was trying to do. I was just like, that's a shitty way to honor Joel. <laughs> Maybe that's why I wasn't like super invested in it. I'm not really sure, but I don't know. But so now we're in Seattle. Yes, we're in Seattle. We're exploring. We're trying to find Tommy who we can't find. <laughs> He's out there somewhere. Apparently. He's torturing people. <laughs> I do like the scene where you find the, the two people tied to the chair and the one person is written in blood. And Ellie explains, you know, that's what you do. Yep. And Dina's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, there's nothing to do. <laughs> uh, so I like that. I liked showing more of Tommy because you kind of see that he's got a lot of Joel in him mm-hmm. as well. Uh, even though he tries to pretend that he's the nicer version, that he's this good guy, he's still got a lot of that evil that Joel had in him or that need to survive. See, I'm, I'm going to have some complaints about Tommy later in the game as we go on. But even up to this point, like him going after Joel, mm-hmm. I still felt like it was true to the character that we got in the first game mm-hmm. that we started in this game where oh, for sure. I felt like he was going to Seattle, not for Joel. I thought he was going for Ellie. That's, I, thought, I had the same know, feeling. He's yes. going because he doesn't want Ellie to have to go. Um, Which is why I told his wife, don't let Ellie go. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I agree. But I think I know what you're going to say about Tommy later. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 it's very a, obvious. A complete 180. Um, so I guess the I guess we'll talk about the scars and the. So when 
what I like about the the scars of Seraphites. Yeah. When you go to the TV station for the first time, that's that's where you first see like what they do. Yeah. What what they're capable of. Maybe you've heard about them earlier in writing, but this is the first time you've seen anything about them, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. All the wolf agents strung up and everything, and you're like, whoa, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> um. So, what do you want to talk about with them? Uh, well, let's go with the wolves first, I guess, because you fight the wolves first, go leading to the TV station. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just kind of really shitty Fedra people. Yeah, I honestly I don't have much to say about them at this point. The wolves and the Seraphite, there's just kind of like a backdrop thing happening during the Ellie campaign that like you don't really think about. They're just they're just the enemies in your way. So I, I don't really Which have, is what Ellie pretty much says multiple times. Fuck them. Yeah, I fuck the scars too. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't really have much to add about them unless you wanted to No, we'll get into me. them in the next one, but I just wondering what your thoughts were on them beforehand. Because first you hear about the wolves and you just think, oh, they're a bunch of assholes, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think that's a, a they, nice change when you actually see the wolves and you find out, yeah, it's a little more than that. But I think even during the LA campaign, like their portrayal of them, like in the cutscenes and everything, it's like you can tell that they're like a really a functioning society. You know, you can tell that they they aren't like these blood crazy people. Like I think it's like Jerry or something. I don't yeah, know. One of them. He's one of the one of the ex fireflies. Where he's like, "What do you know? We can't kill him. We need to get more information from him." And he's like, "You could tell that there's like a, a struggle, right there." Um, so I thought they did a good job portraying them as like people. <laughs> but see, I, I disagree. I thought they were almost until you find out more about them later on. I just found that they were more like the people you fight in Philadelphia in the first game. You never just go like, to Philadelphia in the first game. What, what's the? Where do you go? You go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I think it's Pete. <laughs> <laughs> the people in Pittsburgh that you go to, that you fight, fight. They're just like militaristic, just murder everything, just kind of a bad attitude kind of thing. You do know that they move people to the stadium, but in all the writings you read as well, it's like, I don't want to be moved to the stadium. At first, you the way you read about the stadium, it's almost like that's a concentration camp. Like, you don't want to go to the stadium. <laughs> it's not a good place, which, you know, you go to the stadium later on in the game, you find out. Can't be further from the truth. <laughs> and the scars was kind of... I don't like that you see the scars. I think you should never have seen the scars in Ellie's campaign. Hmm. Because I like I like the reveal later on. Although I do like that the first time you meet them, it's just whistles in this foggy marsh. Yeah. Uh, but they don't really add anything fighting the scars as Ellie. That's true. But they're there, so like it makes sense that she'd run into them at some, at some point. point. Yeah. Um, Because if we got into the later half of the game and like they just suddenly were... All over the streets of Seattle, you'd be like, "Why didn't Ellie? Where were these people?" <laughs> Nothing of just organic storytelling, like through the environments in the world and where people would be. <laughs> so we get to the theater. Dina yep. finds out she's pregnant, or tells Ellie she's pregnant. Yep, yep. You play the guitar a little, which is nice. Whatever, that's a pretty cool feature. Yep. Um, and you get the radio. You go to Hillcrest. Hillcrest happens, whatever. You're looking for Tommy. You think you find Tommy, but you actually find Jesse. Yeah, our boy showed up. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like Jesse as a character. I think he's pretty cool. Yeah. You have a problem with Jesse? I don't get like He just he just appears, man. I don't know. I, I love his character. I just, the fact that he just like appears. Yeah, I broke out. No, I was like two days behind you. Yeah. I was like, I don't. That's very convenient. What I didn't get about Jesse is I didn't get why he couldn't be Tommy. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I get, like, yeah. You you're going into Hillcrest thinking that you're going there to rescue Tommy. 
I just don't understand why Jesse needed to be in the game in the later part, other than maybe the drama, the not even drama because there is no drama. It solves itself in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she sees Jess. Jesse goes back to the theater. Dina sits him down, and Ellie's like, "Ah, oh, fuck! They're gonna get together. I'm gonna lose Dina." And then two minutes later, Dina's like, "No, what the fuck? You no, <laughs> he got shot. I'm helping him." <laughs> uh, but I feel like he's just there to die. Like he's just there. For that that shock kill at the end of Ellie's story. Yeah, I, yeah, get, I guess so. I don't know why else he would be there. <laughs> but I do, I do like well, his he, character. He overall. is there for one other moment that I'm sure is probably next on the list. But you, let you go, I guess. I'll let you go because I don't know what moment that you're talking about. Well, maybe he didn't make an impact on me. Well, one thing is, you and Jesse are out together. Oh, okay, and, and he you leaves. You, you find guess. out where Tommy is and. And Ellie has to make the choice between going to help Tommy, which is what she should be doing, and going after versus Abby. seeking her revenge on Abby. Right. And she makes a, a poor choice there. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I guess Jesse was there to show you, like, how off the deep end Ellie finally yeah, is going. Yeah. That she's going to risk Dina's safety for revenge. Yeah. Stuff happens to Ellie. She. Conveniently murders or finds the people on her list murdered. More more often than not, she conveniently finds them murdered. <laughs> it seems. <laughs> I do like she gets to the hospital to finally get where Abby is. And I really like what happens in the hospital. She gets to the hospital. She, she gets to the hospital. She finds Nora. Oh, yeah. Nora yep. runs. Obviously, you think Nora. Again, these guys, while they don't like watching Abby torture this guy, they all know he deserves it. So you get Nora go, oh, oh no, wait. Oh, but he cried like a bitch the whole time. And it's like, <laughs> oh shit. Because again, all the Fireflies were their friends too. And I love that scene. And Ellie's just like, fuck you. And she runs after Nora. And then you get the scene where you get the pit of uh, with all the spores in between. And Nora's like, wait, no, no, don't jump. And Ellie's just like, fuck it. And dives down into the spores. And you see what happens to Nora. And you see how evil Ellie could get. Like that spiteful need for revenge. So in in that scene where you choose to do some dirty work, <laughs> it seems like this is a place where a lot of people have struggled with Ellie's decision there, and I get it. I was wondering if my game messed up though, because like I pressed square like twice and then it cut to black, and we left. All right, you don't see you don't see the you don't yeah. see anything. Yeah, it cuts okay. to black. Yeah, okay. Because the way people were talking about it, like it almost made me feel like I was supposed to be watching Ellie beat the shit out of this woman with a wrench or whatever the fuck she was holding at the time. It was a pipe. And pipe. yeah, no, you don't, you don't okay. see it. You just have to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. She's beating this lady's face with a pipe while she's, while she's also turning into a screamer. Mm -hmm. So pretty gruesome stuff. But again, she went this far. It's like at that point, the whole movie is about the whole movie. The whole game is about revenge and what it does to people. So I feel like that's still within Ellie's character. What's she going to do? Stop? Same. I mean, <laughs> she's there. She has her. She's trying to find Abby. Then this woman, Nora, is calling the person she loves most in the world, Joel, a little bitch. <laughs> she's already angry. Like, I I get the escalation of it. So it still, still tracks for me. Yeah. Like, I don't like what she I'm, did. I'm not super invested but... in the story still because, again, I don't love what's going on. But I understand it's Ellie's character and I'm along for the ride even if I don't want to be. Right. Know? 
I was like, I think people just don't like to see Ellie do this because, you know, she's this innocent little, more or less innocent little girl in the last game. It's just like, well, not anymore. I, I'm sorry. This is not a good world that she grew up in. <laughs> and she did not have the best role model. Uh, and yeah, it sucks. But also, on the other hand, what, would, what else would happen? Would you rather have had Nora give up her best friend that she went halfway across the country to help her murder this guy? Just go, oh, wait, yeah, Abby's here. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't track. That doesn't track. And although, yes, you don't have to, then Ellie gets off scot-free. That's also, that's not good storytelling. Like, oh, that's rather convenient. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess then the end of Ellie's story is just the aquarium. Yeah, the aquarium. Okay. So we get to the aquarium. Oh, what's his name? Chase? Why do I keep forgetting <laughs> his name? Owen. Did, Owen. Does Why he, am does I he play lacrosse? I don't, I don't know. I think it's Chase. So Owen is there, who's essentially Abby's, you find out later on, he's basically Abby's on and off boyfriend. So Owen's there with Mel, and they're waiting for Abby. Ellie has snuck in, murdered a dog, awfully. <laughs> <laughs> and she wants to copy Joel and Tommy. Yep. I'll take you. You point to someplace on the map. You better tell me the exact same place or one of you's getting got. And she doesn't do it really good. <laughs> she does not do it really good. <laughs> and so she doesn't even mean to. <laughs> it's the most awkward scene in the game. Owen and Mel end up dying because, oops, I killed two people. Oops. It's like the worst accident of all time. <laughs> and Ellie finds out that Mel is pregnant. Yes. Which she should have known immediately because that woman looks pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Jacket or not. Uh, so Ellie starts to throw up and she's all upset that she, you know, finally catches herself going like off the deep end. Overworked school teacher. <laughs> That's exactly what she looks like. Uh, she looks so exhausted. <laughs> um, so you find out that, you know, Jesse and Tommy did not abandon Ellie like Ellie abandoned Tommy. They find her in the aquarium. They bring her back. I just like Ellie's got to be OK with. Abby's gone. You lost all your leads. You killed the last two leads you had. Mm -hmm. You're cool with Abby getting away with it. It's like, sure, yeah. Yeah, you guys agree to go back to Jackson. And then Abby shows up. And then Abby shows up. She immediately kills Jesse. <laughs> Poor dude. Almost kills Tommy. Has him at gunpoint. As far as I'm concerned, she killed Tommy at this point until we, <laughs> until we continue the story. Uh, and then Ellie throws down her gun. She's already been willing to sacrifice everybody, but she can't sacrifice Tommy, which I think is interesting. Even though Tommy's like, get her, get her. You know, I, I didn't understand that choice when she's already gone so far. But OK. But to me, that signals that now she's done fighting. Yeah. Which is not the truth, which we'll get into afterward. And then we cut, which I think that's up a until, cool cut. Up until right now, it is the truth. So shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut and we go to Abby's story. Yes, we hard cut, <laughs> switch over to Abby at the stadium, Seattle day one, right? No, we go to Ellie as a kid at the zoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she goes to the zoo. You find out that her father. So this is a, this is a huge part of the pacing issue for me, though. Like, we're at this huge climax, you know? And they just blue ball you. And for like another 13 hours. Like a, a long time. <laughs> See, now we're Abby at the zoo. We find out. Or Abby at, not the zoo. Yeah. Or I guess she's adjacent to the zoo. She's at the park or something. I thought she was just like in San Diego or something. Yeah, she's just 
there. I don't know where she there is. There just happens to be a wild zebra, but she's yeah. she's at like a park. She's <laughs> near where the last game ends. Yes. <laughs> she's right near the hospital. You find out that her father is the brain surgeon who was supposed to operate on Ellie. Who, yep. Which is the thought we had was, that might be the last brain surgeon in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that it probably was. <laughs> so I guess we had this whole discussion on, did you kill him? Did you not kill him? I guess it didn't matter because fucking... <laughs> You killed him now. <laughs> no, no, we know we killed him. Do you not have a choice? Did no. we figure that out? You have to shoot him before you can grab Ellie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have zero choice. You, okay. You can leave the two nurses, but you have to, you kill, have to kill the doctor. the doctor. Okay. If you try to walk past him in the first game, he'll stab you and kill you. Okay. So I thought that was a really cool twist. And I thought that... that well, she just pushed you off. I don't remember. But either way, you have to kill him. You have to kill him. <laughs> So that I thought that was a really nice twist, and then all of a sudden, boom! Immediately, you know why Abby did what she did. Yes, and to me, a little overkill, maybe, but absolutely justified. Honestly, I didn't know that she was going to be the daughter of the surgeon, but it was super obvious. I think they straight up told you, right? Like these were fi- you knew they were fireflies. You knew they the were time, fireflies. Right? Yeah. As soon as you get Abby's first, as soon as you first take control of Abby, you find out that they were fireflies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you didn't know that that was her father. So she's, that's why she personally was doing that. What she was doing. And why she went as far as she did. Yep. And you get this nice scene. He's only in it for maybe 10 minutes of the game, but the father is a very compelling character. I, yeah. I liked him. And you know, you see him struggling with the decision to actually perform a surgery on Ellie. Um, and you see Abby sit down and go, hey, you know, if it was, oh, you see Marlene for the scene, right? Um, yeah, begging him not to do it, which I thought was, doesn't jive with her recorder as much, but that's fine. Was she begging him not to do it? She was like, you can't do this. We can't do this. You're begging me to kill kill, kill this girl who's who's essentially my best friend's or my goddaughter or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, I, or you're asking me, he's like, I'm begging you to help me save the world, make all the things we did make, oh, yeah, make it worth it. Right. So like he, what he's saying jives, what Marlene said in the recorder and what she says in those flashbacks are two different things. It seems like all of a sudden now we're supposed to feel more toward Marlene well, in that scene. In the recorders with Marlene, isn't she talking about how she's like being super pressured by Fireflies to to do it and how Joel's the only person that knows what she's going through and... She's pressured by Fireflies to give up the hunter to stop dragging them across the country, but when it comes to killing Ellie, it seems like she knows that that's what she needs to do. It, was more it didn't seem like, like she was like super into doing it. That's the reason she, she was not into doing it, no. <laughs> But that she wasn't told by anybody it had yeah. to. That she didn't tell anybody not to. But then Abby sits down with her dad and says, like, you know, if it was me in that situation, I'd want, I, I'd want you to do it to me. Which we know if Ellie had the choice, she also would have said the same thing. She would have. Right. She was willing to sacrifice herself for humankind, which is a big theme of the game is Joel taking away her ability to give meaning to her life, you know, her purpose. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was supposed to save the world, and now that's not yeah anything that's happening. The world, I, I think, is like, verba- and maybe not verbatim, but her words are basically like, "My life was supposed to mean something. Mm-hmm. You took that from me." You know, absolutely. Fast forward, Abby's in the stadium. She's a wolf. The stadium is dope. It is very dope. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed walking through the stadium, seeing all that, like the the functioning world that they created. Mm-hmm. I think that's super impressive world building. I thought it was really detailed. I loved grabbing that burrito. And she's eating the burrito while she's talking on the way. You meet Manny, who's a really fun character. He's really nice. He's really cool. Yep. And it was interesting because at the beginning of the game, like during that first scene, with I'm like, all right, fuck Abby. Fuck Manny. The rest of y'all seem fine, but fuck those two. <laughs> and then you meet Manny. And he, he is a, a compelling character. You know, he, maybe not compelling, but 
an interesting character. Right. You, you enjoy him. He's got some flavor. He's got some it, personality. It was weird how quickly I grew fond of him because off the bat of the game, like at the in the first scene, like he was one of the people I decided I hated, like right off the bat. Right. <laughs> and he he won me over quickly. Then you find out, you know, you go through the game, you get attacked by scars. So you finally see like the big battle between scars and Well, first, while we're still at the stadium, they make you play fetch with the dog that you killed, which is one of the two dogs that you killed. One of the two dogs. <laughs> That's right. You kill two dogs violently and you play with both of them. <laughs> Again, this is just part of my problem with the game. Like <sighs> the only thing they're trying to do there is make me feel bad for killing a dog that they didn't give me a choice about it. Yeah. About killing. You you know? Like I just feel <sighs> that just pisses me. It just bothers me. You know, it's lazy. It's just lazy emotion. Graphic. Yeah. But that was, some, that was somebody's dog that you killed. Like, Fuck you. Fuck you, Neil Druckmann. <laughs> that happens not just... It's Neil Druckmann. Absolutely. You kill too many dogs. Neil Druckmann, fuck you. What, what do you got against dogs? But also, not even just to kill the dogs, but making you... F- trying... The dog. Shoving it in my face that I killed the dog. You know? <laughs> like... Really bothered. And a lot of movies do this too. And I always hate when you put a dog in a movie and you're just like, that dog's gonna die. And why is that dog gonna die? To piss me off. Just that's why. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just lazy and it sucks. And I don't well, like it. I don't I don't like it either when you kill a dog in a movie. <laughs> but if it fits the world or whatever, like this if a family has a dog as a protector and then something bad happens and the, the dog dies trying <laughs> to protect the family, I I get it, even if I don't like it. Just the making me play with the dog that you forced me to kill, <laughs> to kill. is it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, it sucks. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so we get in the truck. We get attacked by Scars, which is a really cool sequence where they're on horseback and you're in your Jeep and you're trying to avoid getting killed by all these Scars coming at you. You finally actually get a real good taste of the war between Scars or Seraphites and the Wolves. So before we get into Abby's actual story, how did you feel about the transition from Ellie to Abby? A, you're right that they couldn't have cut it the worst time. And I knew as soon as I started playing as Abby, I was like, ah, fuck, this is the rest of the game? It's gonna take me forever. <laughs> so you you were you knew off the bat like oh this is gonna be the second half of the game. I was pretty yeah it's like bits and pieces of what I had seen online. I tried to stay away from a lot of spoilers, but I was like I think I'd play as her for pretty much. I thought I would play with her till the end. I thought that was it for the game for Ellie's See, story. I when we switched to Abby at the the park, mm-hmm. I was just trying to like I didn't even take time to appreciate the park area and everything because like I just wanted to get back to Ellie's story. I didn't realize, I thought I was just doing a flashback. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get back to Ellie's story to continue what was going on. And then the whole day goes by and then you go to Seattle day one and you're still Abby. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And I, I'm starting to collect the medicine for my skills and stuff and That's scavenging parts. Skills, yeah. But I look and I see like, okay, well I only have one skill tree. So maybe it's like an extended segment but like not the rest of the game three more magazines but then i I find another manual i'm like okay and it wasn't until i found the third manual i thought the same thing yeah once i found the third manual and saw the fourth one was locked i was like okay this is the rest of the game so it (laughs) it took me almost all of seattle day one like towards the end of seattle day one where i was like all right i'm i'm with her for the rest of the game i guess and it doesn't help that her day one is pretty boring other than like exploring the stadium and there's some cool set pieces and stuff. But. Right. Her day one doesn't, her her story doesn't start until she meets uh, Lev. Is that actually the end of day one or is that day two? I thought that was day two. No, you're, it is, it's in between. 
because she's gone off at it's that like point at the end of day thing. one and it's nighttime in yeah. between. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. It wasn't the flashback where I was like, I'm playing as Abby. It was as soon as that word popped up, Seattle, day one. And I was like, oh, fuck. fuck. <laughs> but I thought the same thing. I saw my magazine. I was like, one and one more slot to unlock. That's all right. That's what? Two, three hours tops. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, shit. There's four. <laughs> See, I, oh, there's a lot of medicine I got to get. <laughs> in retrospect, I don't know if this would be a good decision or not. I would have liked it if at the end of Abby's, at the end of Ellie's story, at the end of her segment, mm-hmm. roll credits there. And then go force me back to the main menu. And then maybe like do some sort of animation where you see a second campaign pops up. And now you have to choose Abby's campaign. Just so you know, like right off the bat, like this is the next 15 hours of your life. Because it, yeah. took, it took me so long to get invested in Abby. Partially because it starts off real slow with her to begin with, but also because I just want to get back to Ellie to continue <laughs> the story. Um, so I I really think a hard cut campaign B would have been better for me. That would have been cool, although I think that's that goes against the kind of like we're telling like one giant movie. So I, I can see why they didn't. But I, mean, I would I tell one giant movie because we're in part two, two of, of one, one giant, giant movie. movie. <laughs> but it's. Well, that was a little really annoyed part, when I started. Really part three of a giant movie at this point. <laughs> Once I was in the Home Depot and I was collecting all the pieces again and I realized, oh man, that was a little disheartening. But it was very quick. I mean, the stadium really grabbed me and I was like, this is a better story to me because this is what I wanted from Last of Us Part 2 to begin with. I didn't want a Part 2. I wanted The Last of Us subtitle here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked Abby's story from the beginning. It was different. It was interesting. It told a different kind of world within that same universe that I really enjoyed. So you, you didn't mind playing as Abby as a character. You know, that's another criticism people have is like, they hated Abby for what she, they did to Joel. I guess it goes back to people loving Joel as much as they did. Yeah. I, and then they're like, I don't want to play as this person I hate. And I never really had that. It was just that I wanted to get back to the story. Not that I hated the person I was playing. Yeah. Was. Cause again, as soon as they show you that first flashback, I get why she did it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got from the beginning of the game that she's probably not a bad person. Just like Joel is a bad person and has a little bit of good in him. She has, she's mostly a good person with a little bit of bad in her because this world shapes, it's a world of violence. I don't even think she has like the torture stuff a little much, but I don't think she really has. She's got that anger, that need for revenge, which is the point of the game. She's a bad person too. It's just, she's, she's like you said earlier, she's the yin or the yang to Ellie where Ellie is the beginning of her quest for revenge. Abby's already had her revenge. Tell, yeah. This is her redemption. Not. I guess it's her trying to redeem herself from her revenge. She's completed her mission. She's killed Joel. Um, so only makes her a good person. She's just further down the road than Ellie is. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I super enjoyed the world. I don't mind playing as Abby. We played as a bad person in part one. Playing as a bad person in part two. Yeah. At the beginning, because Ellie's not a good person. Yeah, Ellie's a shit person. They're all shit people. <laughs> Like Ellie or not, I love Ellie, but I mean, I got, I get why she's a shit person, which is why I can forgive her. Uh, and she wants that life with Dina and like, okay, I'm happy for her, but they're all shitty people. <laughs> and I understand that because it's justified within the shit world they're in. And Abby's story really grabbed me, although it was kind of meandering at first. Like I didn't care about Owen that much. It was like, okay, so Owen's saving a Seraphite. So obviously not all Seraphites are bad. I get it. I thought it was going to be very predictable. And then you meet Lev and. Come on, bud. You're not allowed to cut this out. 
Yara? Yeah. Yara. <laughs> Mel and Yara. Everybody! <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, Lev and Yara are such interest, like, right from the bat, like, you feel for Yara because she gets injured and you're just like, fuck! <laughs> uh, like, what did these people do? Like, that scene is awful. Hard to watch. Like, Very the, hard to the watch. hanging of Abby and how long she's on that rope for. The brutal beating of Yara. It wasn't until this scene where I was like, okay, what's going on? Like, I would go as far as say I didn't like much of the game at all up until this point. Like, the Abby story is far and away the best part of the game, specifically from now until the end of her portion of the game. Yes, because now she has this reason that she's locked into, and she doesn't see it at first. Mm -hmm. It's just, we got to survive. You help me, I help you. Tit for tat. All right, let's go. And she helps set Yara's arm, and it's just gorgeous with the fire. It's almost like uh, the sequel to Ori. We played <laughs> Ori uh, 2, and you get the fire torch. And we talked about how cool that looked like going through the woods. Same thing in this game. Mm-hmm. That fire torch sequence was awesome, and all the screamers behind you. Yep. Yeah. They, <laughs> it's something that I think I talked about in the last episode that we did of The Last of Us. Um, the best segments of The First Last of Us are where you're running and you don't know where you're going. And you're just trying to find the exit or some sort of safe place with a horde of zombies behind you. It felt so good. You know, Joel carrying Sarah at the beginning of the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, in Left Behind with Ellie and uh, Riley. Yep. And then in this game, either at the beginning with Abby and Joel, or now at this point, through the woods with Yara and Lev. Like, it just feels so good. And it's so tense. Just be like, where do I go? 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 <laughs> I, lo- I love those moments more than anything with The Last of Us. It's fantastic. It's so well done. And you don't you find out their scars too, and scars are hunting them. They're apostates, they call them. Yep. Which is kind of interesting. They're all like you get a little bit more of this religious sect, and it it's really peppered to you like really well. It doesn't like go into this long diatribe and like, what are the seraphites and why are the seraphites and all this? You you don't get that long exposition. It's really, I think, just given to you bit by bit in such a great way. I feel like you learn as much about them as someone would reasonably learn about them while hanging out with one of them, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's not, oh, by the way, here's our entire history. It's, you just learn about their religion through the members of the religion, you know? Or ex-members, I guess, at this point, but I don't really... Well, it seems like Lev, even though Lev is hunted because of what he did, which at first you just think is, well, I mean, more or less kind of is, just shaving his head. Mm-hmm. Lev still seems like a believer, mostly, at least in the true teachings. Yeah, in the prophet, just yeah. not so much the people. It's kind of like the, is it a Gandhi quote? You know, you Christians are so unlike your Christ. Yeah, I and, believe so, yeah. And that's very much what it is. Like, Lev loves the, you could tell he loves the teachings of the prophet, and he finds so much strength in that. But the he talks about how after the prophet died, like, it's not, there's an abuse of power. There, What's right? happening with the Seraphites is not what the prophet had intended. Had intended, yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's so well acted and they're they're so well done, the characters. And Abby and Lev immediately have this chemistry that is just as strong as I think Joel and Elias was in the first game. Yeah, they, and now they, I'm latched onto it. They have this great repertoire, and it's not the it's not it's not the same as Joel and Ellie like dynamic wise no but the connection is the same you know absolutely you know with joel and ellie it's a lot of like ellie being like kind of like a wise ass (laughs) (laughs) and this it's just like a 
she's trying to connect with Lev, but like they're just such different people that they're just not hitting those connections, but in a way where like they are an odd couple and you just kind of fall into it with them. Like you just, you just really enjoy their relationship. It's, it's really well done. And as, as with you the, go on with the two, why are them, they after you? Cause I cut my hair fine. Don't tell me <laughs> <laughs> like she's immediately just kind of, I, I don't want to say smoke at first. Like she's like, whatever kid. But when she goes back to them, when she has the nightmare, like then she finds that this could be their purpose, much like Owen, which is kind of incited by Owen saying, you know, I just couldn't kill this old man who was ready to die. Mm-hmm. And Danny, who is such a fucking dick, <laughs> it was like, I'll kill him and pulled the gun on Owen. It's like that incites her to think back on them, go back, get them. And as Lev and Abby are getting that, trying to find the sutures and stuff to fix uh, Yara's, Yara's arm. arm you get this brother sister connection that's just like pretty much instant of like this maybe this big sister that has been distant from uh, her little brother for too long but it's just it's just so well done and so done with such care and like abby is like you said not joel she's not like get out of here kid whatever like right well they're not like wisecracking like odd couple like you said well they're odd couple in a different way yeah so the, i said they are an odd couple. yeah um, <laughs> just in a strange pairing not in like an odd couple sitcom yeah <laughs> But yeah, it's, I was immediately like, oh, man, she's really taking care of him. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's a good, I guess we can get, I don't want to get too into it, but I, I think they really handled both the, you know, the LGBTQ community uh, really well with the Dina and Ellie relationship. You know, you get that one scene in the, in the ballroom, obviously, which is the inciting incident with her last thing that she ever did with Joel was fight, mm-hmm. or so you think. Handling that relationship was just like, it's a relationship. They're not going to wink and nod that so many TV shows do it. See what we're doing here? See what we're doing here? It's just, this, it's just normal. This is it. Yeah. No, I, I, I think what they did with representation, whether it be with, you know, trans or bi or gay or even just like body representation with Abby, like, yes, it's all handled in a way where it's like, it feels natural. Like it's, they're the best representations of those things that I've seen in the video game. Granted, I haven't seen many trans characters in video games, period. I can't think of an example offhand of where I could think of one. But like, mm-hmm. I, I love how real they seem. Like, you know, they everything's just organic. And again, you know, we're cis white males. Take our opinions with a grain of salt <laughs> on it. But I, I really loved how they handled all of that. No, I think it's not just video games. I think I can't really think of too many movies or TV shows. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree without with you really there. like where the you could tell like they're just patting themselves on the back. <laughs> and it, this game just does not do Hey guys. That. Yeah. We got them. <laughs> Trans character. <laughs> Big I, deal. <laughs> Get the Emmy ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, they 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 just fucking crushed it with all that. I I thought it was great. And then like the with, you know, the Seraphite's dead naming Lev and the way they even handled that like did you hear what you called me? Where did you hear what they called me? Yeah, do you and want to Ab- talk about Abby it? He goes, yeah. Do you do you want to know why? He goes, do you want to tell me why? Because if, if not, like we're good. Like she's woke as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, nope. And obviously, then you go into Lev cut him his hair, kind of in response to Child Bride, which is wrong. And you just get like, <laughs> oh man, further in, like fuck these seraphites. Everybody sucks in this game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, ah, oh, Child Bride. I hope that I'm glad they're village birds. Yeah. Like even their mom is a piece of shit. Yeah. 
yeah, their mom is terrible. And that's one thing I didn't love. It's their story. That's fine. But having Lev kill his mother, even if it is in self-defense, like that's that's rough, man. <laughs> I was okay with that. It's it's I, more that I, go on. How are you okay? Like again, I'm not saying like okay, it's not true to their world, but it feels like come on, like it's just so grim. This whole game is so fucking grim. Like and these, Maybe it's because I don't care about people as much as I do dogs. You've already killed dogs, so you can kill all the people you want. But like at this point, like Lev is far and away the best part of this game to me. Maybe not far and away, because there's a lot of great parts of this game, but I love Lev as a character. Um, he's got like this innocence to him. You know, where he's just like talking about trying to kind of teach Abby about the religion, about how to to use your the adrenaline from fear and everything as a mm-hmm. strength, like so she can get over her fear of heights, which, which is also really well done. That um, scene is cool. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was like Abby being afraid of heights was done so much better than like Ellie not knowing how to swim in the last game. <laughs> you know, like it just feels real organic to the story, and like them getting through that trial together just feels really, really good. But anyway, I just did not like that Lev is like the one shining bright spot to me in the game. And then he had to go through such a fucking terrible thing, you know? I feel like the loss of innocence is just something that has to happen to each character. I mean, he's stabbing people in the neck the whole game. Like, he's not innocent at that point. But just... He's killing people that were trying to, are trying to kill him, though. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like... This is, I mean, she was trying to kind of kill him, but it's still his mom. Yeah, no. It, it, like, he just wants a normal life, and he's just, like, not allowed to have one you know yep the issue i have with that whole sequence is that levis essentially the one that kills gets yara killed the fact that he has to go back to his mom and he doesn't realize that the mom is not is a piece of shit and the whole time yara like is saying like she's devout as fuck like is not she's gonna she's like she's gonna kill lev or lev something bad is gonna happen there's no way this ends well right lev going back to the island and like with Abby, there's really like no question. It's just like, okay, well, then we have to go get him. Like at that point, that, she's already thrown everything away. That's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, so we'll get to the island in a second. I want to double back to you're going through Seattle this whole time. How often did you think back to where Ellie was probably at the same time? Honestly, I never really thought about it. Partially because my, I mean, I beat the whole game in four days. You beat it ridiculous. Um, <laughs> But I have such short-term memory. Like, by the time we were reaching the conclusion of Abby's story, I was just more angry at the game because I couldn't remember what happened in Ellie's story. <laughs> so I, I really was not thinking about where she was. The only thing I couldn't remember is who the fuck Danny was. I really couldn't remember who Danny was. I think Danny was just a wolf guy. Just a wolf. So we I, didn't meet him in Ellie's story. I don't think so. Or at least he wasn't important enough to like showcase. I, he wasn't the hoodie guy. Yeah, because at first I was like, is he the lip guy that she stabbed? I'm like, nope, because that Ellie kills that. I was like, I don't remember. I think he was just just a wolf just a member. Dude. But the whole time I was thinking, like, Abby's doing all this stuff to help. Because I don't think I don't think he would have been a firefly. Because all the fireflies seem like they have a really close knit relationship. So I don't imagine Danny would have done that to Owen if he was one of the fireflies. I don't know. 
the whole time though, I was thinking, you know, where where does Ellie at this point? Because the whole time Abby's helping these new friends of hers. She's helping Lev. She's helping Yara. And at the same time, I'm just thinking while she's doing this, Ellie is systematically murdering all of Abby's friends. <laughs> so I thought that was a very interesting dynamic. Is is thinking about well, you see that in the wolf encampments, like all the fucking bodies just piling up because you know Ellie you hear, and, yeah, and uh, Tommy, Ellie, Tommy, and Jesse are just out there fucking. I heard Cleaning this was house. done by scars. No, I heard it was outsiders. Shoot all trespassers on site. <laughs> <laughs> so Abby's got to get back to the hospital to get the surgical equipment. Yep. She falls into the basement, and we see kind of where the outbreak started, at least in Seattle. Yes, in Seattle. I love that part of the game. I thought it was that I wasn't like nothing really freaked me out much in the game before that. Like I didn't care about the uh, stalkers. The stalkers. I didn't really care much about them because, like I said, they kept peeking and stuff. But once I entered that tube and it looked like Stranger Things, I was like, I don't know what grew in here, but I know for a fact that Some, they're making a big point on there's going to be something, something fucking bad. weird. Like, they even say, like, these, these are the oldest infected or the longest infected in the, in the city or whatever. Yeah, who knows what they could be. <laughs> I was, they did such a good job setting it up as a terrible place. <laughs> Honestly, I was kind of underwhelmed with it. But I think it's just because, like, you were expecting even worse. When I, got to, when I got to the hospital and like I had to turn the generators on, I actually just stopped playing for a little while. I was like, I'm just going to take a break. I'm going to watch an episode of Shark Tank and relax <laughs> because I knew like once I turn these fucking generators on. Um, but when I finally got back to the game, I was actually surprised by how short the hospital sequence was. Like It, it didn't take long, you know? Yeah, I murdered those guys real quick. Yeah. But I was still like... I thought just being the fact that, you know, right before you do it, you go into listen mode, you can see them all in the rooms locked and you're turning, you know, turning the generator is on just going to unlock them all, <laughs> including that big fucking thing that you hear screaming. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. And then you fight what I guess is now called the Rat King. Where does that name come from? Don't know. It's just what his name is in the model viewer you see at the end of the game when you go to unlock stuff. Oh, okay. They never. I don't think they ever call him anything in the notes. I wasn't sure if it was like a. I know he's been compared to like a Resident Evil bad guy. I wasn't sure if he was like. He is very Resident Evil bad guy. I wasn't sure if it was like a name stolen from Resident Evil or something. Oh, maybe I gotta look into that. At least said that was what, what he was called in the game. Oh, he's yeah. I mean, look to see if Resident Evil had something called the Rat King. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, he he's gross. <laughs> yeah, he's he gross. It was really out of place. I was going to say the same thing. He's just kind of a video game boss in a game yeah, like, that tries so hard to be a film. He is such a boss character. Yeah, like, he, he probably killed me like five or six times. And every time you start right in front of him, yeah. he's like, well, <laughs> I guess it's the situation I'm in. So eventually I was able to like just get away for long enough. I, I must use the flamethrower here. At least I imagine I did. So he, he was cool though. Like I liked like when the second creature breaks off of him and yeah, stuff. The big, advanced stalker yeah. yeah which that dude went down real easy the second one of those guys you fight he took forever to die yeah i was chasing <laughs> him around the hospital for a while <laughs> i was like this is just funny at this point because this guy's just <laughs> running uh but i thought it, i really enjoyed how creepy and and at least exciting that se sequence was even if it did feel video gamey mm -hmm. i was just like here you go here's a boss for you to fight yeah it was it was fine <laughs> so you destroy him, you get back, we chop off Yara's arm just so that she can die on the island. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. I felt worse about that than I did with the mom. I was just like, come on. Yeah. 
It's a sad game. <laughs> uh, but I did like the look of their island. I think that was really cool and really well done. The uh, log cabins and stuff like that. It was also a really fun sequence because it really enabled you to really do some stealthy stuff. Yeah, stuff. no, the island is far and away my favorite part of the game, like combat-wise. Um, not so much story-wise. Not a lot happens. It's very much like, like, oh, we're here. Let's get out of here. Yeah, but uh, the, like the horseback sequence is gorgeous while the city's burning and everything. Oh, like so cool. Really, really cool. Lo- love, love the island. Love sneaking through the cornfields and shit. And again, just using that crossbow to pick people off stealthily is so good. So satisfying. I also love, I love that Isaac dies really easy. The the leader of the wolves. Because I, I love that it's not his I, story. It's this big, giant, epic, sweeping epic that's going out behind you is not what we're here for. It is weird, though, that like he gets built up as his character for so long throughout the game that like he doesn't really do anything other than criticize Abby once in the middle of the game and then dies here, right? Like he doesn't seem as imposing either as they lead him up to be. And it's just like, well, he's torturing people. But then also you see, he has a couple of soft spots at least. So it's like, ah, yeah, that's whatever. Yeah. So we get off the Island. Why? Well, so there's I, something else on the Island you want to talk about. I, we don't, I don't talk much about it, but it's my favorite like moment in the game is where, Lev is having his breakdown because you're, uh, because Yara is dead. Okay. And, you know, he, he starts getting mad at Abby and Abby's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just, it, of all the lines in the game, there's a lot of great voice acting in the game, but that one moment was just so well done where he's like, your people killed her. And yeah, you're like, one of those people. You're, you're one of them. And then, but when you're she just people. says, you're my people, it's, it's so cheesy when I say it now. But like in that moment, I was just like, right in the feels. Like it hit me hard because <laughs> she says it so quick. It's just like you know it's true. Mm-hmm. Like she has given up everything for those two. Yeah, that that was like the most like emotional I got during the game in terms of like feeling anything other than disgust. <laughs> uh, in Abby's story, yeah, there's a scene later on I get that I was like a little emotional toward. But yeah, it's just Levin Abby are the are the game to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I guess I'm okay. I like they handled Ellie and Joel well. But I would much rather have that Abby storyline. And if they do a part three, I would still rather have just the Abby storyline. <laughs> um But we get back to the aquarium. Back to the aquarium. What's going on here? Owen and Mel are dead. Yep. But first, of course, we get to see Alice, who we got to play with again. <laughs> dead. No more tennis balls or squeaky, uh, squeaky fucking squid guy. Oh, God, I hate this game. <laughs> Fuck you, Neil Druckmann. Uh, we get to Abby is super upset. She's throwing up. Love finds the map. She knows where Ellie is. Very convenient that she dropped the map. <laughs> right? <laughs> Although you see that because she dropped it when she's throwing up and Tommy and Jesse drag her away. Mm-hmm. So we get to the theater. Very conveniently, you can't find anybody. And you can't find Dina. Very conveniently. She's just nowhere to be found. And we get this boss fight against Ellie. And I didn't like it. <laughs> it was interesting that that's how the table, though, you reverse it, but... What do you mean by reverse it? Like, the person that you played, you know, two games worth, two one and a half games worth now is suddenly 
you are fight you have to fight her and you essentially have to kill her yeah because you don't know any better at that point i didn't enjoy the boss fight i didn't think it was like well executed i did like that it's a direct parallel to the last of us one where you're ellie in a boss fight exactly like that with david where david is clearly this monster of a person yeah um i didn't think about that and then now you're abby and ellie is become this monster of a person um so it was interesting just in that sense to like i that is weird i've listened to listened to and read a lot of stuff on this game and i haven't heard that comparison anywhere actually but to me like it just popped right out to me it's like oh this is just like the david fight you know yeah i didn't think Um, about that at all but you're right it's i mean yeah that has to be what he was going for or they were going for right but i don't know if you told him now he'd be like Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> no, I think I think it has to be a parallel to now. Ellie is this. It is a very person. similar. Yeah, that hiding around the corners, going around. Um, and then that. But I did like the end of that fight. I got really frustrated during that fight. Like every time I would sneak up under her to strike her, like it seemed like half the time it wouldn't register right, and she just turn around and shotgun me and kill me. Like I died on and during that fight a lot, even I though I feel like I was doing everything right three times. I got that's probably, no, I four times. I got knife twice and shotgun twice. That's probably close to it. I did like it was definitely better executed than the David fight from the last game, though. Like I I liked how even if you alerted Ellie, you were still still able to kind of like get sneak away. away if you needed to. I liked Ellie dropping like trip mines and stuff and actually using her full arsenal against you during the fight. Yeah. Every every time you fight her, she's using a different set of weapons from the game. I did like mm-hmm. that as well. But I didn't like being able to trick Ellie with the same bottle trick that Ellie had been using the entire game to trick everyone else. I was just like, Ellie, you, <laughs> this is your, your move. Your signature move. Get over here. Stop. But the end of the fight is just brutal when she breaks both of Ellie's arms. Yep, yep, and then yep. she takes Dina. And Dina's just defending Ellie. And I was like, that was, that was one of the few moments in the game where I was just like, no. Where she takes Dina and she just stabs her and then slams her head into the cement floor again and again and again and then when she takes the knife to Dina's throat and Ellie's like stop she had nothing to do with this and then Abby's still gonna go along with it and she goes she's pregnant yeah and Abby's response because she's filled with that rage is just good Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm sure she was thinking about how Mel was pregnant when she oh absolutely yeah that tit for tat attitude and it's just like oh fuck but luckily, uh, Love was there to say, snap her out of it. Whereas Ellie doesn't have, didn't have Joel anymore to snap her out of that uh, That's where it's, I think it's different because I don't think Joel's like this missing good influence on her life that you seem to think she is. I think is. Joel, well, clearly he's not because <laughs> Joel is the reason that Ellie got all fucked up and is doing all these awful things and where she learned it from. I mean, if, if Joel but, was there, he'd been like, break her fucking neck. <laughs> See, I, I don't think so. I don't think Joel wants Ellie to be. No, of course who not. Joel of, is. Yeah, of course not. But if you're put in a situation where it has to be done. I feel like Joel would have. If if that was Joel with a knife to someone's neck, that person's getting their throat slit. Yeah, but I think if it's Joel walking in on Ellie. About to do it, he would have just like Lev was able to say, stop, look what you've become. Joel is able to identify the bad in him. Like Joel knows what he was. Maybe. And Lev is able to tell Abby, and Abby's able to kind of look inside herself and go, stop, fuck. So Lev tells her to stop. Did already happen the line, uh, we let you live. That already happens. That happens when she got Tommy. That was during the Tommy. Which, by the way, she shoots Tommy in the head. 
Well, Tommy ain't dead. Nope. <laughs> uh, so you think Tommy's dead that a whole time? A flesh wound. <laughs> so she tells Ellie, she walks away and just tells Ellie, I never want to see you again. Mm-hmm. Just walks away with Ellie spitting up blood, both arms broken. Dina passed out. In a world with no hospitals and doctors, and I'm shocked she made it halfway across the country back to Jackson. I'm very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but we flash forward probably about six months, seven months. Ellie and Dina got that farm they were talking longer about. Than, longer than that. How they old? don't actually say it, but how do you think that baby is? It's a big baby. Well, that's the thing. It's <laughs> I think it's longer than six or seven months. Could be a year. I'm going to say a year and a half. Okay. I mean, both their arms broke, fully recovered. She's out herding sheep. <laughs> Everyone's good. <laughs> that's a fat baby. We're going to say, we're going to say a year and a half. Well, I'm, far- sure, I'm sure there actually is a time established, but I don't know what it is. Oh, if they flag, yeah, I wasn't paying attention then. I don't know either. The farm is fucking gorgeous. It is. The farm is amazing. Uh, look. But none of it matters. Um, <laughs> Ellie didn't learn a lesson. Tommy comes and finds out where And you see Abby is. that it sucks because you see Ellie and Dina have like that idyllic life that they talked about earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. You want everything to be good. And then Tommy decides he's a completely different person than the person we've come to know Tommy over the past two games. <laughs> and he says, I know where Abby is. We're going to go kill this bitch. <laughs> no, specifically, you can go kill this bitch. That's true. Because you made me a promise. Because I can't do it. Because he's all crippled and met his messed up eye. It's just like, you purposely told your wife not to let Ellie out of the city. You went to, to Seattle to kill her. Abby, so that she didn't have to. You didn't even want this revenge mission. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it. I just kept thinking back to the first game where Joel tells Tommy, you know, you survived because of me. And Tommy's like, I don't know if it was worth it. Like, Tommy doesn't, at least up until this point, Tommy's never wanted to, like, go back to that, that survivor mentality. You know, he's, mm-hmm. and he's just like, Fuck it, we need revenge now. Like, it's a complete 180 on his character. And it's, I, again, we've talked about during this show, like, I get that they're not my characters. I don't have ownership of them. I don't get to say what they do or they don't do. Mm-hmm. But this is completely out of character. Like, this is them failing to tell their story properly, in, in my opinion. The like, only oh. thing I can think of is that maybe it's like a greedy side of Tommy that we didn't see before. Like, now it's, because she did, maybe it's less that she killed Joel and now it's more, she ruined my marriage. She crippled me. Maybe it's that. Maybe that's the Tommy's reason they're going to know for No, he ruined his own marriage. Like, I would think. <laughs> I get that he's angry, but like it's, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't buy that turn for Tommy. I agree. And this is where I personally would have ended the game here. Because again, I have a lot of pacing issues with the game. Tommy should have Shown her the map, left it, stormed out, and maybe they don't tell you what's going to happen next. They just maybe leave they it open and just zoom in on the map and, and roll credits. Um, I thought I was done with the game at this point, and I was glad it was over because I wasn't enjoying it that much. <laughs> <laughs> but it just keeps going. <laughs> so we get to Santa Barbara. Well, no, Ellie decides to leave her perfect little life that she has because she needs this revenge on Abby. Which doesn't make any sense because Abby has now let you go twice. <laughs> yep. And she's got PTSD. <sighs> at this point, I at this point I hate Ellie. Like I 
up until this point, I've been like, um, why are you doing that? Why are you making that decision? At this point, she's a fucking lost cause. And I don't care about her at all. I don't want to play as her. I don't want to play this game at all. <laughs> um, this is the reason it took me four days to beat the game instead of three because you had to stop. Playing. I was like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this. And I'd stop playing for the day until I came back the next day. I think the whole point is that Ellie becomes a monster and it's like, so, not everybody turns out the way you want them to turn out. So yeah, Ellie decides to leave. Abby and Lev are in Santa Barbara. They're trying to find the fireflies. They find out where the fireflies are. They're really excited to go meet them. But before that happens, random walking dead gang has to show up. The rattlers. And, and kidnap them which is cool i guess yeah uh, and all of a sudden uh, we're in last of us part three <laughs> yeah. uh, but to be fair santa barbara is probably the prettiest place in the game oh my it's, god it's i'm uh, like oh my god are there rattlesnakes in here <laughs> if i had to be stuck in a decaying america man santa I'm, barbara would be where i would do it i'm moving to catalina <laughs> um so then Ellie decides to go to Santa Barbara to try to find them, follow the leads, blah, 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 blah. She finds out they're with the Rattlers. I'm glossing over most of this because I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> turns out the Rattlers are real fucked up. They have slaves. They, they're using infected. Are they eating as... the people too? Did you read that one note where the guy was like, give my mom an extra slab of meat? I, I, I they were talking read about that note. I didn't, I didn't get the impression that they were eating them, but maybe they were. I, I didn't know because I was like, well, then why are they slaves? I don't. So they've and got why this, would Abby huge, Lassel? <laughs> this huge compound. Ellie works her way through it to get Which to is really fun. Sure. Get to these prison cells where there's like six prisoners where it seems like it's, I don't know how you have fucking 40 people protecting these six prisoners. I think it's one of the many slave houses they had. It's just that sure. she was being, she in particular was there. I think those were the ones that were putting up a stink. Those are prisoners instead of slaves. Sure. Whatever. I don't care. I don't like this. <laughs> Ellie frees the prisoners, thinks about shooting them. <laughs> Gets told well, no, that she she because she has she's got bit again, so they see that she's bit on. Oh, her hand. that's true. Yeah, yep. so she's got a bite in her hand from a clicker from one of the rattlers, and they think she's infected, so they're just gonna off her. But one of the guys lets her go because well, she saved him and she's a lost cause anyway. So who the fuck cares? Yep. Um, she goes to the beach where Abby has been strung up for being disobedient. Yep, for trying to escape. As far as they as far as they knew, Abby was on her way out and tried to escape. And you find an Abby that is desiccated. Like she is. Yeah, she's an AC. Uh Ellie lets her down. Let's Lev and Abby lets Abby let Lev down. Almost has a change of heart. Almost sees okay, maybe she suffered enough. And then gets more flashes of Joel as they're about to head their own separate ways in their boat. And forces Abby. And that's where you see, like, that is the complete monster right there. When Ellie's about to kill Lev. No, you're fighting me. Because Abby refuses to fight. I will kill this kid. Yup. And this is where I have a problem with the game. It took took until right now? I have some problems with the game. But again, it's not my story to tell. It's whatever. I understand. Not everything's perfect. And I really liked Abby's story. But I'm slicing up Abby real good. Abby has suffered enough. Ellie saw Abby suffered enough. Abby's on the ground doing this. Doesn't want to die. I don't want to hit that X button and kill Abby. I don't want to do it. I don't like the dogs. Don't make me do it. And they make me. I I sat there for a good like three minutes going, 
is there like an alternate end where I can put the controller down and and no. <laughs> and she just Abby just keeps putting her hand up like nope, nope. And I was like waiting for like a secret alternate ending to happen. And it's like, nope, you have to go through with drowning this poor suffering girl is trying to save this kid. I I don't I agree with everything you have wrong with the game. I like the story quite a bit, although it is not a happy story. It's a shitty story <laughs> in terms mm-hmm. of like it's just not a feel good story. I don't like that you force me to do an action. Make it part of the cinema sequence or whatever. But now you're making this my decision, not Ellie's. Don't give me choice. I'm not going to make that choice. But yeah. Ellie decides not to after losing two of her fingers. <laughs> Getting them eaten off. <laughs> yeah, because she has a positive memory of Joel all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, well, no, she just has, she still has, oh no, she has, she the, starts to remember that last, yeah. Yeah, she remembers Joel. Porch on the porch and she's she's like hey oh you don't even get that till you get back home you just get him on the porch playing guitar no i mean but she's like hey life doesn't suck (laughs) maybe i can't so she lets him go when you find out what they were talking about on the porch you know it makes sense i don't know if i can forgive you but i'd like to try maybe she's trying to forgive forgive abby Abby in that moment but if she sees how much joel wanted that so Abby goes off onto the sunset to find the fireflies, which you find out she probably did because the main menu screen is her boat right yeah. on the shore next to where the fireflies are chilling. I have to assume she took that boat right to them. <laughs> yep. uh, but Abby goes back to the farm, which has been emptied out. Ellie. But yeah. Ellie, yes. Ellie goes back to the farm, which has been emptied out. You have to assume Dina probably moved back to Jackson. Yeah. One thing that bothered me there, it's a stu- stupid small thing. Um, the whole house is empty except for Ellie's room full of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But that fucking record that she was playing when we were there last time is in there. Um, like JJ's record, the, the kid's record. Yeah. Why didn't she like check the record case for like a note or something? Because like, no, I think she would have left Ellie a note. I don't know. But she picks up the record case and she looks at it. And I just was expecting like a note to slide out and her to read it or something. I just don't get yeah. why that record was left there. That one this is the record they were listening to together. I think it just meant something. So Dina was like, here. Well, it seemed like Dina was trying to leave nothing except for Ellie's stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I think it was supposed to be like a hard cut. This is your shit. Everything else is mine and I'm gone. Um, but it was just weird that that one record was left. Uh, I do love the very last. Well, a, the last scene because we get to that last scene between Joel and Ellie. You finally see what happened after the party. When Joel yelled at that guy for being a bigot, and Ellie told Joel off. Yeah, and it sounds it. We learned that like that interaction was the first interaction they had in like what seemed like at least a year, or at least the first non like work related. Yeah, year. yeah. And it was Ellie finally asking Joel, you know, not so much why, but yeah, telling him off about it, and like that her life was supposed to mean something. And Joel finally telling her not just why he did it because it was you're gonna die why he did it just because he saw another chance he saw that the Lord Almighty <laughs> was giving him another chance to do something right and he would do it all again if he has given the chance basically did he say all that he said yeah because I saw God was giving me a second chance I have to take it I need to watch that scene again I remember. I really don't remember that. I remember Ellie crying about it. Mm-hmm. And then Joel just saying, 
do it all again. I don't remember anything else. That he says, there's, yeah. There's more to that? I gotta, yeah. I have to rewatch that because I'm not remembering it at all. And then he said, that's after that, he goes, that I would do it all again. And then Ellie just says, you know, yells at him. She basically admits to Joel, or Joel has at this point figured out that Ellie is a lesbian. Is that Dina there your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Except her says, like, you know, Dina's lucky to have you. And Ellie's just like, fuck, you still like my dad. I still love you. <laughs> and, like, basically says, you know, I can learn to forgive you. And you get this really nice scene. Well, she, doesn't, she doesn't say that. She says she can't forgive you, but she'd, but like, she'd to like to try. And like that's enough for Joel. And Joel starts crying. And I think it's a really, really well done, really touching scene. A nice end cap on his character. Because even though he's a shitty person, I still like Joel. I still care about Joel. Yeah, sure. And so I thought that was a really nice scene for him to get that closure at the end. And at that point, then, really, anybody who might have had a problem with his death at this point should just shut the fuck up. Because his story ended. Ellie has decided she can try to try to learn to forgive him. Mm. And that's all he really wanted. His life's complete. His character arc is done. There's nothing you can do with Joel anymore. Yeah. Other than string him along like Han Solo. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was a really good scene. And I love that Ellie, her need for revenge has ruined her only connection to Joel. Because you strum that guitar with your missing fingers and it sounds like shit. And it's just like you have the simplest notes because you can't play the chords anymore. Yep. And I was just like that. That was a really touching, poignant end scene to that that whole game. And then Ellie wanders off into the forest, and we don't know what happens. And uh, game over. Woo! We did it. <laughs> Presumably, she goes to Jackson. I don't. I don't well, think she did go to Jackson. No. I think she's. Is like, she gonna live that smuggler life like Joel? I don't know. I I just got the impression that like. She's going to just figure out her path from there. But maybe she goes back to Jackson. I mean, that's the most logical place to go, but Ellie hasn't done a lot of logical things this game. So <laughs> I think I think she's just wandering, trying to find herself. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I read something about her friendship bracelet, but I didn't actually, I don't remember what it was. Some rumors or some, I don't know. I forget. All right. <laughs> she's wearing a bracelet at some point, but then she's not wearing it from the final scene or she is wearing it again during the final scene or something. So she's so, definitely wearing it in the final scene. So maybe she's taken it off at some point, but as far as I know, she's wearing it the whole time. I don't even know what bracelet we're talking about. I just read something saying when Dina that leaves, there was something significant about a bracelet. When I leave <laughs> Dina in the theater for the first time, Dina puts on her oh, uh, yep. good luck bracelet. on. Yep. 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 Anyway. Um, yeah. And that's it. And the game is over and I'm glad it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish. It's if the pacing was better, I feel like I would have been able to get behind more of it. But I I do just feel like they just kept punching me in the face for the sake of punching me in the face, you know? It's a much rougher game in terms of its outlook and just it's not a fun game to play. Yeah. And it's a fun game like the gameplay stuff's fun, shooting people and killing clickers, but it's it's a rough story. It's not a happy adventure time story. It's it's rough. <laughs> yeah. And like it's one thing that's weird to me is like they're getting a lot of flack from the internet. A lot of criticisms, most of them unfounded. I'm with them there. But everyone seems like they're so shocked by the reaction. But it's a game about hate. Like right. I it's like you I don't know, you like kick a tiger and expect it not to scratch you, you know? <laughs> like it's I think it's more the death threats that Neil Druckmann didn't like, but he he said in interviews leading up to this game, and so did Troy Baker, 
about half the people aren't going to like this game. And I think Troy Baker said about half. Neil Druckmann said a lot of people won't, but that's what you have to do sometimes. You have to make a divisive game to make an interesting game. But Troy Baker said about half the people will hate this game. And he said that a long time before the game came out. I yeah. don't think he's wrong. I get... I, I, I don't know. It's just... They just really wanted to punch me in the face. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, like, the dogs dying. And, and the last scene with Abby is just way too much. That is... That is too much for me. But I get the story they're trying to tell, and it's definitely different, and it's not expected, and it's it's not just delivering me last plus one again, which I'm happy for. Yeah, like, I I re- definitely respect what they're trying to do narratively. Like, when, the, when Last of Us 1 came out, I loved the story. You know, I've been over this a thousand times at this point. What I really, it got me so hopeful, though in a way that a game hadn't gotten me hopeful since like maybe like the first mass effect in 2005, um, 2006, whenever it was long time. Yeah. Uh, where like I play this game and I'm like, Holy shit. What does this mean for video games going forward? You know? And I really thought after the last of us, the first part one that we were going to see like these amazing story driven games like I, I was so excited for this generation of game of consoles that we're playing in now, because like they're going to do so much amazing shit, and we never really got it. You know, we got God of War. That's really the only other game I could think about that like really stuck it hard into storytelling, and like was like, let's tell this really compelling story about these two characters or however many characters. Yeah, you know? I mean, I like their relationship, but I don't think the story is amazing and got over like last of us but well it's just more fanciful but yeah it's it's a story driven narrative in a way that i'm sure there are games from this generation that i'm missing but most of the ones that you'd suggest to me i'm probably going to disagree with you on like i really don't think any game has come close to this other than god it's for the last three major games it's the last of us part one god of war last of us part two as far as like Epic storytelling, story-driven narratives. Um, I would say Spider-Man comes close, even though it's open world. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does a good job with it, good. but the the open world, like how open that world is, breaks it up it, and it, kind of it destroys ruins it. Ruins that aspect of it for me. I was almost going to say like, Bioshock Infinite, but I believe that it was the prior generation, so that's not this generation. Yeah, Infinite was two thousand seven. Yeah, so it was it was before uh, or two thousand eight seven. Yeah. It's yeah seven it's, or eight. It's last generation. Um, yeah. So, so it, never mind, yeah. It was before Last of Us Part 1. So you're not wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a game in there somewhere. Like, I guess the first Tomb Raider was probably close to The Last of Us. Yeah, that, was la- that was like Last Gen un- 2. That's, like, close to Uncharted, though. That's, like, an adventure movie. Yeah, but it was story-focused. But it's I'm not saying it's a good comparison. It's yeah. just the first one that popped in my head while I was trying to think of something. Um... I didn't play Uncharted 4, actually, so I don't know how well that one went, but I I just got to, I have to play through it. But. Um, DLC, do you think we're going to get any? I would love to see what happened between the Rattlers and Abby, because clearly some shit went down, but mm-hmm. also, if she's just captured the whole time, that's not a very exciting storyline. Neil Druckmann had said he has no plans right now for DLC, but that doesn't mean he's telling the truth or that there's no DLC yeah. coming. What I would like to see... Um, 
I would love to see, and maybe we don't actually need it, more Joel content. I feel like they put a nice bow on his story, though. But what I really like to see is what the hell Tommy was doing this whole time. If they did like a four or five hours oh, Tommy of, in of Tommy in Seattle and what he's doing. Because we never really see him in Seattle. We We know he went to Seattle. We know he tortured two people in a room. And we know he got got pushed off a bridge. Yeah, he was sniping people good. And then he got <laughs> then he got shot in the face. <laughs> yep. So I think there is a lot to tell about Tommy there. And maybe maybe they can convince me to Tommy's turn if they fleshed it out in a way, but I I doubt it. Um but that's the one thing I'd like to see if they were going to do DLC for this game is that missing chunk of the story. Because I do think there's a a missing character arc there. Uh, and I I would agree. I like to do some farming in uh, Jackson. I and, just want to farm. But then, I, <laughs> but then during that time, I figured they could switch back to Joel in to- Joel and Tommy's relationship I'll do in a flashback. Jackson. Like, do that's what I mean by Joel content. Maybe flashback, and I don't know what I'd want them to flesh out during those flashbacks. But maybe some fucked but, up shit Joel did back when they were first on the run. Maybe go way back. <laughs> That that actually might be good if it was Tommy in Seattle and flashbacks to Tommy and Joel during their scavenger days or something. Just something to not redeem Tommy, but justify Tommy. Because yeah. I, I still don't understand his turn. And I, no, that turn is unwarranted. <laughs> I, wish, I wish it made more sense to me. Yeah. So it sounds like even though you don't like this game, that you think this game is... Very good. You just don't like it. <laughs> I, I seem more conflicted about this game than many games that we talk about. Well, like I said at the beginning, like I still haven't been able to like unpack it all. Like I can't figure out which compartments everything goes in <laughs> as, as far as my feelings on things. I know I the overall story they told did not make me feel good. And (laughs) I get that they weren't trying to, but I don't like the way they went about evoking the feelings that they wanted me to feel like it's easy to make me angry. If you keep punching me in the chest, like (laughs) I'm eventually going to get mad, you know? Um, So I, I just felt like it was really an assault on me as a player more than it was me getting angry at the story they were telling, if that makes sense. I, I, okay. I know it's a little wishy-washy and doesn't make <laughs> a lot of sense, but it, I don't know. I, I just feel like they were intentionally trying to manipulate me in a way that I've never been manipulated by a game or movie before where they're forcing me. I don't know. It's just different and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I, I do think it's admirable what they tried to do for sure. Like again, I, it took everything about the last of us and I don't think it executed as well, but it definitely tried to build on it in a way where it's like, here's this really cool story between two characters and like tell a narrative in a really way. But now they went like, okay, well, what if it wasn't just a story? What if it was an Epic and, you know, and we tell you from five different character perspectives and, and really flesh out, like almost try to make it more of a novel. Like if the last of us one was, you know, a, great post-apocalyptic I can't fucking say it (laughs) post-apocalyptic story movie movie 
this would be like a more fleshed out novel, you know? <laughs> I'd agree. Okay. Yeah. Like this is like a video game's attempt at being a novel. <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. See, I'm still conflicted on it. Overall, I don't, I don't think I tell people, I really, at the end of the day, I don't like this. I think I end with, I don't like this game. Usually when I play, I always play these games faster than you. Mm-hmm. And usually I play these games like one and three quarters times while waiting for you to, to finish the game up so we can do these episodes. Yep. I haven't been able to turn the game back on. Like I just, I, well, I did turn it back on. I played through Joel in Jackson again, but I, I just don't want to play it. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's definitely a rougher experience. I would say that I think this is one of the finest games of this or any generation. Like you said, it's, it's the future of games. It really blends movies and games, but I would I can't tell you it's my favorite game. So you say you say finest, but that's I don't think that's the right word. Like I I'll give it ambitious. I'll, I think it's ambitious. I think the story is told better than almost every video game I've ever played. It's told better than some movies I've played. It explores themes that are you, interesting and adult and mature. I can't even agree with It is told in a really cool way, but it doesn't work for the medium because the pacing of the game just feels so off and it feel the pacing of the game feels off because of the storytelling. So I don't think it's well executed, but I just don't know what they, we're back to the thing we were circling at the beginning where like, I know what they were trying to do and they couldn't do anything else, but it's not good. (laughs) I just wanted to see Abby's story. Honestly, everybody wanted Ellie. I get that he needed to go back to Ellie. Abby's story is the only thing I cared about this game. And it was the best part of this game. Yeah, uh, Abby and Lev are far and away my favorite favorite part about this game. And again, it's it isn't fair because Abby and Lev get to be on redemption arcs while well Ellie it's is the put on Ellie, the downfall. Yeah. So she's definitely not really put in a position where we can root for her. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it. Not that I could think of anyway. Well, we had a ton to say about it. And I think that kind of speaks to at least the ambition and the nuance of the game at the very least. Sorry, all the dinosaurs are busy. Oh, wait, I got one right here. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that. We didn't really talk about the museum. Um, I did really love the the birthday present, like the, oh, the space the shuttle launch. Yeah, the shuttle launch. It was so good. So well, it reminded me a lot of uh, Left Behind with the, the arcade cabinet. Yep. And beautifully executed. I was just like, oh, man. It's, it's really where you see them become father and daughter. Mm-hmm. That's just really touching. That the game could have ended on that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it for this game. I also don't know if I could recommend it because I think it's going to be a tough sell for most people, especially like just gamers. But I think if you want an interesting story, if you want to see kind of developers trying to blend the mediums, even if it's not successful, this is the closest you're going to get to a truly blended not just like missed, you know, FMV choice movie kind yeah, of thing. They def- they're definitely did something new, and that's cool. But um, it is not going to be a fun 14, 15 hours <laughs> or 35 hours, however long you play it. Like 26, I think, is your average playthrough, probably. Yeah, I think mine was like 25. Yeah. Right in that ballpark. I, I guess the last thing is I kind of touched on it earlier. Fuck game critics too, man. Like, there's no way this game, there's no way someone could play this game and go, this is 
a 10 out of 10, a five of five, six thumbs up, whatever metrics they use. <laughs> it's, it's why I hate reviews. It's why I don't let us review games like score wise here. It's, it's just so stupid. And it's so obvious that like these reviewers are paid off, but like it's fucking access media. 100%. Like, and then the couple reviews or the one review was the verge. That was kind of like negative fucking naughty dog contacts them and, and like criticizes their review and tries to get them to change it. Did, 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 did you read about <laughs> I that? Did not, but that happens with movies all the time. Like how fucking disgusting is that? You're cre- If you think you're creating art, let people have their opinions on art. Like it's really gross. And then you see the user reception, which again, I think is overshadowed by the hate by like the anti SJW bullshit and like all that stuff. But like you, and it puts me in this weird position where I feel like I'm not allowed to have an opinion on the game (laughs) because if I don't like the game, I'm some alt-right cuck. (laughs) And if I do like the game, I, I don't know. Like, I think all your opinions are valid. I, I think this is, is an amazing game telling an amazing story it's that ambi- is flawed. Ambitious. Three or five stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think we're done. I think we've, we've, we've beaten this fucking horse to death. And I've yeah. already killed enough dogs. <laughs> that poor horse. <laughs> uh, so that's our Last of Us conversation. If I ever were to lose you, <laughs> I liked I liked the song. Did he say to the end of the credits? The um, song that they sang together. They sing a song together. They sing a song. It's a duet, uh, acoustic song. It's really nice. What song? I don't remember. It's not that song. Not Future Days. No, I hate. That's one thing the game did well is I hate Future Days, but this game actually made me kind of like like, like Future <laughs> Days. It's actually a pretty good song in this game. But for the most part, Pearl Jam can suck it. <laughs> I don't like Pearl Jam. They play Wayfaring Stranger. Who sings it? Ellie and Joel? Ellie and Joel, yeah. Oh, I'm sad I missed that. Well, the credits are like nine hours long, so it makes sense <laughs> that you missed it. So thanks for joining us, guys. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Last of Us. Hope it encouraged you to play if you didn't play it or encouraged you not to play it. Or, you know, if you have any opinions, if you agree or disagree with us, let us know on our Instagram or Facebook or Twitter uh, at Two Player Bros. Tell us what you think about the game. Tell us what you think about our review or our discussion. Or email us. That's like Or email us at twoplayerbros at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, well, it's twoplayerbrospodcast at gmail.com. It is twoplayerbrospodcast. No, it's, yes, it is. Twoplayerbrospodcast at gmail.com. You don't even know our email. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, check us out, twoplayerbros.com. Next week, we'll be doing a news and preview segment. A couple of different <laughs> tidbits that have come out. And then our next post game is going to be on the re-release of Vanquish. Yeah, a little bit old, but there's not much to play at the moment. Um, it's a game I've always wanted to play. I've only played the demo of, and I'm excited. I'm excited to play something that's like fun and mindless. <laughs> Hopefully I don't kill dogs. I'll make you do. If you do, they're going to be robot dogs. <laughs> Thank God. All right. So join us in two weeks for Vanquish. Join us next week for some news. And I know Ghost of Tsushima comes out this week as well. Or Sushi- later next week. Tsushima. So we'll be Tsushima. putting some time into that to give you a post game sooner rather than later on that game. And that's all I got. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep on gaming. I'm just a going over Jordan. I'm just a going over